All right, so we're back. Everyone still there? Yep. Yes, we are. All right, great. Okay, so um, so yeah, so you guys all. I also did not expect the uh, opening preamble of this episode to take two hours, <laughs> 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 um, but that's good. It was some really, really great role playing. So, um, also, I've got a snack. I've got a bowl full of tortilla chips. And cheese curds. I have Ben and Jerry's tonight, though. Oh, nice. Ooh. What's all in it? Huh? What's all in it? Uh, tonight, though, has caramel and chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookie swirls, gobs of chocolate, chocolate chip cookie dough, and peanut butter cookie dough. It's my it's my favorite since they killed my favorite. So. <laughs> favorite? I also have a... Uh, my favorite was, um, oh, what a cluster, which was like... Um, Peanut butter ice cream with caramel clusters. It was really good. And they killed it. Hmm. Uh, and I also have myself a 22 ounce Ace Pineapple Cider. So Nice. Oh, party. Mm-hmm. Party over here. I used to, to love I used to love they had caramel sutra. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was so good. And the only thing they have now that's kind of like it is the um there's a half and half one with half caramel sutra and half, I think, um chocolate and brownies. Hmm. But it's not the same. There's a new one. It may be just new because I just discovered it. But um, it has a, a salted caramel core. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a disc of caramel in the middle of your ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's the, I think, the half and half one. Because mm-hmm. it's half oh. chocolate ice cream and half something else, right? I don't remember. Anywho. Yeah. Just sausage on your half. Yeah. Ooh, you guys getting a pizza? Yep. Yeah. Jelly. All right, I need you all to roll me a d20. They're all the big one. Shit. Hmm. 15. 15. 10. 10. I got an 18. 8. All right, so... um. So, um, Ringram, I think you were the... All right, so my... I've got a quick text for you. Did we ever check our mail? Did we have done that? You did. Um, it was mostly just things like, Dear homeowner... Um, yeah. Would you like to load your warrant? Yeah. Resident. <sighs> Ooh. Because most people that want to write you will just gnome you if they. Mm-hmm. Um. Unless they're lying bastards and say they're sending stuff to your house, but they don't. They try to destroy the world. Yeah, I know, right? What's up with that? <laughs> what a bunch of jerks! <laughs> All right, Sean, texting you. How late are we playing tonight, guys? I got nothing tomorrow. Aww. Um, probably pretty. I know. I've, I just figured till like nine or so, my time. So eleven your time. If we need to end earlier than that, we can. But cool. Cool. All right. So, um, as you guys, uh, Narasana and Rangram, as you guys leave town, the first 
the first um, snowflakes begin to fall as winter as winter has started. Oh. Um, yeah, it was a uh, you. It was a little hard for you to realize this because you were in the middle of a desert. But uh, yeah, winter started on the fifth of Colth. So. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, Rangram, uh, you uh, you travel to um, you travel to Carthol uh, and begin leaving notes for your. For the people you've killed. Now, is this even for the political ones that you were going to kill before you were possessed? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so, because I just don't, I don't, I, I know I was going to go back and, um, and, and like be tasked with assassinating them, but I was going to talk to Luther first and make sure that they deserved it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that they did. You know what I mean? I mean, Luther was convinced that they did when he sent you to kill them, so... Yeah. But, but you know, I, th- I still think it's, it's still beneficial to firmly... You okay there? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to firmly point the finger at Commodore, even for the even for the political assassinations. Yeah. All right, so you, uh, you ship a bunch of letters off to Windhaven. Okay. Um... The best that you can do, you um, you'd gathered the names of some of the crew members, um, but uh, you didn't have the names of all of them. So, uh, and um, several of the political houses that you you go to, um, um, you actually kind of you you ended a few political dynasties when you were there. <laughs> wow! Yeah! Wow! Kind of a badass. Yeah. Um, and then I'll also send I'll, I'll I'll send that same note to um, to Grim for a kind of a kind of an, a, a a different a different form and ask him to to mm-hmm. convey that to um, the spice merchant right. and then I'll I'll also send a gnome um, or try to send a gnome to Nix mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of explain what had happened. The gnome office is unable to deliver mail to her. Ah, shit. Um, so anyway, you are you are at the home of of uh, Janice and Amelia Cass. Okay. Um, the two uh, some nobles that you killed. Uh, one of the ones that you didn't end the dynasty of. Um, there's a uh, you see uh, you see uh, what looks to be um, their grown children in the house squabbling over something. Uh, mm-hmm. And you leave the you leave the letter uh, under. Do you slip it under the door or do you leave it in the mailbox? What do you? I, I would think I I probably either slip it under the door or sneak in in the dead of night and and leave it somewhere inside where they can find it. Okay. All right. So you leave it under the door. Um, their security is pretty tight. Uh, it seems tighter, in fact, than it was the last time you were here. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. Um, and as you slip under the door. Um, you feel the sensation of cold steel pressed against your throat. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't move. If you move, I will kill you. You, rec- <laughs> you recognize what you believe to be the voice of Nix. Okay. Did I already sli- slide the note the note under the door? Yeah. Ah shit. <laughs> Do I have any other copies of the note? Yeah, you've got a bunch. I- 
Okay. You kind of you kind of, you kind of spent your you kind of spent your traveling time writing them out. <laughs> so I, I I freeze and um, very quietly say, "I was I was hoping I'd run into you." <laughs> she says, "Give me one good reason why I shouldn't spill the blood on this doorstep." Um, I was a thrall of a warlock named Conmore, and and I got letters to all of the people that I killed um, <laughs> explaining so and I just kind of like I imagine I'm in like in this position mm-hmm. like <laughs> having just put it out of the, they're in my I don't know right pocket or, or in my pack or whatever she says if you even twitch a muscle I'll open your throat and you feel a hand reach in. actually you don't you don't even feel the hand reach into your you don't even feel the hand reach into your pocket but you do hear the rustle of paper as you kind of hear her reading almost aloud, just the you know, uh, sending you this note, Lord Conmore, we're like a Flavi, regret what I did, wanted to know where the true fault lies. She says, you expect me to believe this after you killed Luther? I, I've got no way to persuade you that it's so, except for the fact that there's it wouldn't make any sense for me to be leaving these notes across Carthalia <laughs> if it weren't true. Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, shit. I'm bad at these. <laughs> uh, eight. Yeah, you have inspiration. Yeah, I'll try it again. Uh, nope. Oh, no. Oh, wait, a, wait a minute. It's slightly better. Wait a minute. Actually, hold on a second. Um trying to remember what the hell my skills are. Um, there's something where I can... No, never mind. Um, Eleven. She says... Suppose what you say is true. What do you, aside from leaving notes, what are you aiming to do about it? Well, I'm going to try to find and kill Conmore. That's certainly on the list. And, uh... She says, who's to say he won't put you under his thrall again? It's a fair point, but I think... I won't be alone this time. She says you're alone. You're alone right now. (laughs) I'm not not going to kill him now. I'm not going to kill him with it without a lot of backup. She says it's best that you don't be seen in Carthal for a while. She says there's a lot of people out here that would kill you on sight. She, uh, you feel the you feel the steel being removed from your neck. She May says, I stand up? She says, "I really want to believe that you didn't know what you were doing when you killed Luther." I, the the terrible part of this is that I did know what I was doing. I just couldn't do anything to stop myself. Um, she just says. He believed you to be a good person. 
He took a risk bringing you into that. She says, um, for what it's worth, I believe you, but yeah, just, it's going to take some time. Understandable. You can, if you, if you ever need anything, you can send me a, um, a note to my house in New Haven. Uh, you get no response to that, and when you turn around, she is vanished into the night. All right. All right. I uh, will. Oh. <laughs> Narasana. You, you had a 15, yes? Yeah. All right, so... Um, <coughs> I believe... Are you still... Um, so you said you're held in the Krailson? Um, To start with, yeah. All right. I... I kind of think, do I have to go to the Elven Alienage to get to the Sylvian? Is that where Sylvian is based? Uh, that's the biggest temple, but they do have a temple in in uh, Kralsen as well. They also have one in Lorencar. Okay. <laughs> I will start in Kralsen mm-hmm. and then go do whatever they need me to do. Alright, it's near the end of Kolth. Um... Krailson is under a a thin blanket of snow. Um, Reconstruction efforts are still ongoing across the city. Uh, The old old town is actually barricaded off. People aren't allowed allowed (coughs) into it. Um, You find uh, Devorin. He's looking scrawnier than you've ever seen him. He's been working himself hard. Um, Skipping meals, working double shifts. He looks older than he looks much older than the last time you saw him a few months ago. Turn the torch light on. Oh, boring. <laughs> I didn't even notice you get up. <laughs> he says yes. Yeah. He says yes. You look like shit, old man. Back at you. <laughs> to be fair, fair to be fair, you look like you've been through the you've been through the wars as well. Like your skin is still like absurdly bronzed from the desert sun. Like you're, <laughs> you know, you know, you've got you've got some lingering scorch marks, some uh, bags A under your of- eyes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's go get food. All right. So you guys, you guys share dinner. And he says, "What brings you back to Krailson? I thought you weren't allowed back." Well. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, I wasn't allowed back until the Baylor was taken care of, and we killed it. So, what's the Baylor? Oh, uh, right, giant demon harbinger of Flavi. Holy shit, that sounds tough. <sighs> yeah, that was um, that's followed the earthquake back when we were here. He takes a long pull from his ale. <laughs> yep. He says, well, I'm glad you're here in one piece. Yep. I uh, probably won't be here long. Yeah, he says, hey, while you're here, I, I tried to send you a gnome, but they, you said, they said you weren't in the country. Yeah, we had to go down to Windhaven. He says, uh, Lord Samulkin passed away a few weeks ago. Oh. Nat- natural causes in his sleep. 
Okay. He'd been going for a while, I swear around. Yeah. I guess I'll stop by and talk to Geeler before I He'd appreciate that. He's uh you know, he's busy with his whelps, but uh I'm sure he'd like to see you. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. Alright, so uh, a few days later, you're hanging out with Geeler. His, his whelps are still... They've, they've grown a fair bit in the last three months. They're even big, they're maybe twice as big as they were before. Hungry, yeah. hungry, hungry for meats and <laughs> a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of scrapping with each other. <laughs> what, what it's it's Matt's making looks at... at uh, <laughs> Just the phrase, hungry for meats. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have a very... Baby Dragonborn have a very carnivorous and voracious appetite. <laughs> so he says, yes, I'm sorry you couldn't make it to the to the funeral. The pyre was was amazing. I'm sorry I couldn't make it too. Um, yeah. My condolences. He nods. He says, uh... I know he is gruff, but uh, he says, uh, "Dad always liked you for some reason." I don't mean, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that in some. I don't mean that in a negative negative way. He just he shined to you, unlike most of my other friends. He he didn't care for most of them, but he cared. He cared a lot about you. Is what I'm saying. He says, "Stop biting my ankle." I'm trying to talk to my <laughs> friend. Well, he had a way of showing it, but I eventually realized yeah. and appreciated. He says, uh, he says, we still have some candles lit down at the temple. Um, and if you want, you can see his tree. Uh, we've planted it near the house. Yeah. I'd like that. All right. So he takes you over to the, um, to the, uh, the tree they planted. Um, pretty much. So he's Sylvian. He was a Sylvian, uh, cleric. Um, so he, uh, his ashes were, his ashes were buried and a tree was planted over it. And there's a small sapling there. Cool. He says, so how long are you in town for? Um, a couple more days, and then we'll see what's happening. <coughs> I've got some business in town, and that may, that will decide my next steps. So does that make sense? That makes sense. He says, stop, stop, stop taking branches from your dad, from my dad. Stop, that's your grandpa. Respect. <laughs> 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 he says, Naristana, are you going to have kids? Awesome. I'm sorry, what? Are you going to have kids? No. Good. <laughs> no. You have five or six? Yeah, he has, like a, he has a whole clutch. Yeah. Yeah, you look, I've got five, I've got six little nieces and nephews right here. Uh, you want one? You can take one with you. I promise it'll be. <laughs> I'll make sure to visit. Yeah. Aristotle's liar. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. So you find yourself um, a couple days later, the Sylvian Temple. You walk in. Uh, it's a giant, it's a, it's a large tree with a building carved out of the inside of it. Um, the air smells of strange incenses and various. Um, 
various sort of flowery scents. It's you've come to it's you know in your times here you've come to get used to the smell and appreciate it. Um, inside you see uh, who you recognize to be the high priestess. Um, uh, finishing up her prayers inside the uh, inside the temple. I approach. Um, she uh, she says, "Welcome to the temple of So. It's you." <laughs> Get that a lot. <laughs> she says, Maristana, no. um, welcome. The Temple of Sylvian. That's generous. She Thank says, you. She says, come back to my office, please. Hmm. Okay. So uh, she leads you up. There's a sort of a staircase that's been ri- that rings the inside of the tree, and she takes you up out of the top. Actually, her office is uh, in the canopy itself. It's Oh, cool. Uh there's some some oaken some wooden chairs and uh, you pretty much you're, you're set up on a giant branch, um, wide enough, you know, good fifteen twenty feet wide, uh, and perfectly perfectly smooth on the top. She says, um, "Many questions, Naristana." Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, um, uh, the last time you were here, your your group. Um, Informed all of us about the Flavi Bob Baylor. Yeah, um, we uh, we killed it. That, that is most excellent news. Um, <laughs> she says Flavi must not be allowed to return to this plane. Yep, I agree. She says, um, which brings me to the less fortunate news section of this. Of this conversation, she says, "I'm sure you've heard about Lord Samilkin." Yes, I know he's a friend of yours. You have my condolences, but his his essence lives on. He says his his tree will be magnificent, and his soul is his soul is in a better place. Mm-hmm. She says, "You know that you are bound by law." Yes. Yeah. She says, "That's why I'm here." Interesting. Go on. I'm here to seek penance. For the unicorn. I was, uh, hmm? For the unicorn. And the paladin, Yaldura. It pleases me to hear you to say that, she says. I'm glad. She says, we... Um, we... Uh, it's very unfortunate business, yes. Um, she says, I think you'll find that we believe that two wrongs do not make a right at this temple. She says, you committed a great wrong in this world by destroying one of our most revered icons. She says, but you, and you, and she says, and I am aware that other religious people might put you to death for that. But we do not believe mm-hmm. that death begets death. And she says, she says, now I know you also think that perhaps since you destroyed the Baylor that this would be penance enough for you, but... No. 
No, she I'm actually, aware. She, she actually perks up a little bit. She seems relieved by that. She says, good, because as I just mentioned, death does not beget death, and the destruction of one thing does not negate the destruction of another. Mm-hmm. She says... She says, do you know what the opposite of of war is? Of death? Peace and life? Creation and life, yes. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> she says... She says, you, you appear to be... Uh, a bit nervous. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where this is going. I mean, I'm here to seek penance. Uh, go on. She says, in order to erase the life that you took from this earth, you must bring a life into this earth. <laughs> she says, she says, come with me. Oh. And she's gonna lead Girl, you. She's it. she's gonna lead you downstairs. Ask for dinner first. Seriously. <laughs> Ask for what? Dinner. First. Dinner first. Dinner first. I mean, what? Really? Just I don't want to have children. Do you say that? Yes. She she stops. She says, "What kind of penance do you think this is?" <laughs> I don't. That's why I wanted to clarify. She says, I can assure you, we respect your bodily autonomy, and we would not force anyone to bear a child. That is a... That would be a most unusual and strange... I mean, you just told me that creation and... And I've been hanging out with my nieces, and I mean, just... Carry on. (laughs) She says, I understand. I understand that you are... I, I can see your I can see your confusion. She says, "No, it'll be nothing like that." I'm freaked the fuck out right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says. <laughs> she goes down into the into the uh, into the into the basement and she pulls out a a small and or- ornate sack and uh, she hands it to you <laughs> and she says, "Open it." Okay. I open it. Uh, the sack is full of tr- of, uh, of various nuts, <laughs> walnuts, acorns, uh, cashews. Ew. Don't forget to cut it. <laughs> oh no! She, sa- she says. She says the unicorn that you destroyed was created and lived in the eastern forest. She says, as you know, the eastern forest is under a blight. It is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. She says, so your penance is in two parts. She says, in this this satchel is the seeds of a thousand trees. Oof. She says, you must go to the eastern forest as close to the blight as you would dare and plant these seeds. Hmm. Okay. She says, once each of these seeds has been planted, she says, you will then need to complete a ritual. She says, this ritual 
won't be easy, she says, but it will spring forth a new unicorn. Oh, okay. <clears throat> she says it will involve some of your life essence. She says, but once you complete this, you will have you have restored to this to this world what you've taken from it, and then some. All right. She says, "Do you accept the terms of this penance?" Yeah. She says, "Once the task is completed, your crimes against Sylvian will be pardoned, and All right. and you may." Continue to live a fruitful and good life. That's the aim. She, <laughs> she says, we wish you the best of luck in this endeavor, and we hope that the road ahead of you is clear of any danger, and that the minions of Flavi do not impede you. I thought for sure she was going to need the horn. What? Nothing. It's, uh, oh, it's, oh, it's wrong unicorn. Yeah. <clears throat> No, the Barakas does have the horn, or whoever oh, was Oda. pretending. Of Oda, not Uma. Yeah. No, no it was first time. Because I just listened to it. You were holding the horn of Umara whenever you oh, killed it. Umara's horn. I thought it was Oda's. Because okay. I killed Oda, and you killed Umara. Huh. All right. But I thought you wouldn't let us take it to the horns first time. We only took it the second time we killed no, Oda. No, 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 no. It's, it's when... We killed the two together. Yeah. Then I got the horn. She um she burned one of them before you could take it, but you guys were able to slice the one off the other one before she could stop you. Um, yeah. Um. So before I leave, I'm going to give her a detailed description of everything that I know about Conmore. Mm-hmm. Um, how he looks and all that, so that she knows that he's kind of probably the head of the Flobby cult. She appreciates it, and she says she'll disseminate it and get some wanted posters up and all that stuff. Cool. Alright. Um, Calamity and Veracast, I forget. Or, uh, Calamity and Rank, or Kel, I forget what you guys rolled. I had an eight, so Calamity's next. Okay. Calamity, you are sitting in Tilius Duskvel's laboratory as he is brewing up a potion. He says, it's good to see you again. He yeah, says, I know. <laughs> he says, what brings you by? You seem... He says, well, not that I don't appreciate your visits, but anytime you show up, it's usually in some state of trouble. I give him a decent rundown of basically what's happened since... What? Yeah, since Rager went missing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean about everyone. He says, um... Well, this is quite troubling, he says. Yeah. I, I would not have expected Conmore to do this. I really didn't either. He says, um... Quite baffling. He says, so any any idea what he's where he's at, what he's up to? I don't have a clue. 
I mean, they said that he's left the capital, cleared out his house, but... Hmm, he says that explains... He says, I wrote, I wrote him a letter a few weeks ago, and he never responded, so... Yeah. That explains that. What was it about? He says, I've been working on a new, um... A new potion that requires some hard-to-find ingredients, and he... He's always been able to help me out in the past with such things. That's true. It's well-connected. He says, um... I was also hoping to get some news of the capital from him. He says it's it's been in quite a state these last two months. Yeah, things have kind of gone to shit over there. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a um, that is a very you way of putting it, and it is a very accurate way of putting it. <laughs> he says. Um, he says so. What troubles me is this um, Zelioth clearly clearly has its eye on you. Yeah. Also troubled. And um, this ritual you described, uh, he says, when you reclaimed the orb back at Alexia, he says, what was going on with that? So, from what I know from Raygrum, what he knew from Conmore... They were doing two rituals at once. The first one was to destroy the orb, and the second one was to bring um, Flavi back mm. to the world. So the magic. Was, so they're hoping to harness the magic in your orb to do this. Yeah, and I don't know if there's. It's just the fact that it's a lot of power in there. That would allow them to do it if they could do it with basically anything, or if there's something about Zelioth and Flavi that connected in some way that we would need to be the mod itself. He says that is a disturbing and interesting theory. He says it'd be interesting to learn more about this Zelioth. Yeah. <laughs> Says, yeah. I've been wanting that for a while. I the best thing I, way I knew was through Conmore, and now that's not helpful at all. He says I might have another lead for you. Really? He says you remember that little grimoire I bought you for your birthday last year? Yeah. The one with the warlock spells in it. Uh huh. He says I bought that from a um from another Zelioth um. Supporter, but one who was not associated with Conmore. Really? Yes. Um, what was their name? It was uh, or Orlaxon or something like that. Oh, Orlaxon. Yes, I've heard that name. Have you? Yeah, that's. Uh, is it a book? I had to assume her last one been long dead. I mean, he spoke with a, or she spoke with a strange accent. You used used verbiage that was antiquated, though seemed seemed um seemed fairly young and spry. 
<coughs> human or um a gnome actually oh where did you be with this person she was traveling through Carthal. Um, she was there in a meeting with Conmore, but I got the impression that I got the impression that the, t- the relationship between the two of them was a bit frosty. Yeah. Just... <laughs> says, anywho, uh, she uh, she uh, headed up north after that. North as a uh, Lorraine. Lorraine, yes. Huh. It says. Apparently, that is where she's made her home these days. Country in general, <laughs> or is there any more narrower? <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate that much as as it is. It says yes, I believe she was uh, living in the capital. Okay. Uh, the name of which I have in my notes here somewhere. Anyway, I thought it was, uh, I'll get you, I'll get you the name later. Um, I thought it to be a, a strange a strange place for her to go. The Salarians are not known for their tolerance of cultists. Yeah. And that is Salarian Central. Yep. Not the uh, safest place to go when you're one of us. Are you look like this? He nods. Wait, you're not thinking of going there, are you? I don't know. Can I gnome her? Unfortunately, the gnome system doesn't ex- doesn't stretch past Carthal. Yeah, so... I mean, if I wanted to talk to her, I'd have to go there, would I? I suppose so. He says, um... <clears throat> well, do be careful if you do go. And uh, he says, and if you do go, and he, he says, I've got some potions I can give you along the way. I appreciate that. He says, by the way, what happened to your friends? You had them here with you last time. Oh, yeah, they're, I don't know, doing their own thing. Seems kind of a little weird. <laughs> like the dude. And awkward. <laughs> I, I, I can I can imagine so. If we're on a break, <laughs> taking some time, some time apart. Well, I hope things I hope things turn out for the best. I do too. He says. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some lemon cake to make. Yes. I do know how it is your favorite. Yes. <laughs> Tell. Hi. <laughs> Let it be known that this is not a Dask Thormax. This is a debriefing. Yes, a debriefing it is. 
You are standing in a circular chamber. The ten, <laughs> the ten desks are seated, seated above you, looking down upon you. I am struggling not to roll my eyes. <laughs> Do you have somewhere better to be? Says the black one. Uh, her, uh, Kobus is her name. I would hold an answer on that. It might be the delivery guy. Eurogirl says, "So we've we've received your, we've received your report. Please tell us everything." <clears throat> On the desks, I met with Naristana and Margria, known as Calamity, <laughs> in the city of Carthal. We traveled together by ship to Windhaven upon receiving information that there are halfling compatriots in the forest. Uh, Narakon, the green one, says yes. Or he's also known Willem Swiftfoot. That is, I believe, correct. A conniving rogue who goes by many names. (laughs) We traveled by boat to Windhaven. Uh, along the way, we were assaulted by a flabby cultist who had boarded our ship under the disguise of a priestess of Lilith. Uh, we were sent to some sort of parallel or pocket dimension governed over by a monstrous entity. Sicoria says... Later, I would like a detailed description of this story, but you may continue with the Cliff Notes version. We destroyed this foul beast and returned. Arriving at Windhaven, we began to investigate, looking for clues of Rangram's whereabouts. I was informed that he had parted ways with the party, having attacked Calamity and stolen a magical orb from her possession. Nerikon pipes, and she says, now were they looking for Rangram, or they were, like, were, they, were they looking for the Baylor like they promised? They were looking for Rangram, believing him to have some association with the ongoing threat of flabby occultism. Uh, with the I think, well-founded assumption that in following him, they may stumble upon the location of the Baylor and other Flavi-related activities. Uh, upon reaching Windhaven, we found his trail, which led out westward through the desert towards the... Um, <clears throat> one moment while I consult my notes... <laughs> the actually right now are you the up? ruined city of Alexia. Alexia. Along the way, we encountered a, a small town called Nerevaz that Rangram had passed through that was being held hostage by another accomplice in the cult of Flavi. We were able to. What is what is her name? Says uh, says 
Kilaris, the white one? Ava, Ava I think. Aza? A-Z-A. Uh, I think the, 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 blue, the blue dragon and the white dragon whisper something to each other. And the blue <laughs> dragon says, Desira, you know her name is Desira, she says, <laughs> You mean to tell me that you encountered Aza the Butcher and lived? Is Aza <laughs> the Butcher an elf? Yes. She has, slain, she, has, she has slain over a thousand lives, and the souls of those who she has slain are can be heard screaming whenever anyone is close to her. Yeah, that was her. <coughs> the screaming is quite a vivid detail. How did you slay her? Um, I don't remember how we actually finished her. You hung her. They hung her. The town hung her. Oh, right, right. Um, we rendered her unconscious and turned her over to the people of the town who, in an act of justice for the wrongs she had done upon them, uh, hung her from a tree. The, um, the, uh, the brass dragon, the bronze dragon, and the, um, copper dragon all kind of nod thoughtfully at this, um, Kilara says, well, if you did slay Aza the Butcher, then my esteem for you has gone up. And which one was that? The blue one? Um, Kilaris? The white one. The white one. Yeah. <clears throat> After slaying Aza the Butcher, we left Meravaz and continued west into the desert. When we reached the ruins of Alexia, we discovered that the <clears throat> Flavi cultists were undertaking some manner of ritual, which we believed at the time was meant to either destroy or somehow harness the power of this magical orb that they had stolen. We interceded and stopped this ritual, at which point the Baylor appeared before us. We were successful in destroying this terrible creature and recovering Ringram's Weftfoot, who, as we later learned, was under the thrall of a powerful Flavian warlock known as Conmore. Um, so Friel pipes up at this point. He's the go- She's the gold one that uh, is the oldest and along with the Red One, are the two kind of de facto leaders of this. Um, she says, But what of this What of this magical device that you intercepted? The orb? Yes, this orb. It is now back in the custody of Calamity. She says, This orb... It sounds incredibly powerful and has the potential to bring a god back to this plane by the sounds of it. Why why has it not been apprehended? Wyvern got your tail. (laughs) 
with the orb in her possession, Calamity presents a formidable opponent. I'm not sure that I would be able to wrest it from her by myself. There's some nodding. Uh, your girl, you know, your, your dash says, a wise decision, better to have you back alive than, than to die foolishly. <laughs> is there anything else you wish to add? That is all the information I believe I have to share related to the assignment that I was given. Well, then this, the briefing is complete. Your girl looks down and says, just says, my chambers. All right. (laughs) Not for that. No, I know. (laughs) It's... We can still give you a significant look. Uh-huh. <laughs> From across the table. I have to go where, All right, where? so in your girl's chamber, your girl says, it's, so good to, it's good to see you back. It's good to see you still free. Your Shandian would be proud of you. Yeah. So am I done? Is this the end of this nonsense? She says, you have upheld the Kornari and shown great honor to your clan, she says. You, but yet you seem you seem out of sorts, Kel. Talk to me. I don't enjoy being harangued honor-bound to spy on people. Especially not when one of those people is a good friend of mine. I understand. And to be honest, there's some there's some bad stuff at play here. I mean, the kind of brutal violence and depravity that I've seen from the Flavians she doing this, it's they're ruthless. They are a threat that should never have been allowed to rise again. So why were they? Everyone had assumed that they had been taken off the map. Hmm. We assumed incorrectly. <sighs> The war of the war of shadows was eclipsed a little bit. As soon as it ended, the then prince had begun his campaign against the orcs, and much that should have been done after the wrapping up of a campaign such as that was left untended. While the humans committed their atrocities. Speaking of that, we're alone right now, right? Yeah. 
there's more that I found out that I didn't want the rest of the desks to know. Go on. The um, the king is not who he appears to be. Neither is Otho Carthel. They're both imposters. Really? Yeah. Some uh, some fellow named Felkir, Neri of Felkir. The name is known to me. He's seized power over over Carthalia. And the king. He is the king. Posing is the king. Wait, Felker's posing as the king? Isn't that right? Felker's is Otho Carthel. Oh, I thought he was both of them. No, he's just a warlock. No, we killed the king. Yeah, then he got better. Right, but the king. But someone was pretending to be the king. I thought someone was pretending to be him and he was a statue. Yep. That's one hundred percent correct. Okay, you're not. You haven't oh. confirmed that it's Otho Carthel or Muriel Felker, but it's very possible. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I retract that statement. Hmm. So this is very troubling. We'll have to look into it. But she says, "You know, and, we'll make." Uh, Go ahead. And the uh, the fourth one, Veracas. <clears throat> I just heard before I left to come here, apparently he's back from wherever he went. I haven't seen him, but others have. And and he's horny. (laughs) She says... I couldn't even laugh. She says, (laughs) uh, I I admit him. He's an oddly charming fellow. She says, but he he is a servant of Morad and his great evil. She says, we'll look into this. What do, you, what, what do you intend to do in the meantime? Well, there's work around here that needs to be done. Yeah. She says, well, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll ease your conscience a bit. We'll see. All right. All right, so the moon of Kolth, the Kolth moon sets... And the uh, the moon of death rises. <laughs> snow, snow has blanketed. Um, snow has blanketed the region. Um, the temperature has dropped. People huddle in their homes for warmth. Rangram. Yes. You are standing in a forest chopping a tree. Standing next to you are six goblins, all chopping their own trees, shirtless with bright red hair. I imagine I have a little little hatchet. Mm-hmm. Um, Rotark comes up and puts his hand on your shoulder. <laughs> You're doing real good there. Thanks, Rotark. I mop my brow. He says, <clears throat> he says, the crazy thing about the cold is, is if you ignore it, it doesn't exist. He's wearing, 
He's wearing no shirt still. Uh, you, by the way, are bundled up because it is fucking cold. Um, yeah. he, he's just he's just tromping around in the snow. Um, his, his his goblin his goblin crew all look like they're cold, but they're trying to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't learned the trick of ignoring the cold. It'll come to you someday, buddy. He says, "Why don't you have a seat? We should chat." So I take one last whack at the tree and sit down. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question. And one I haven't really thought to ask you. I've been happy for the, been happy for the assistance. <laughs> it's been great having an extra hand chopping these trees down, especially since they're so frozen." <laughs> is what are you doing here, Rotar or Rangram? I'm Rotar. <laughs> last I time recently... we last time we left, I, I I forget how it ended, but I know everything went red for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we I don't remember what we had done, but we did something to to, to really tick you off. Um, but you. You seem to have found a measure of peace here. And I, I recently went through some experiences that I needed a bit of peace in my life. So I thought I'd come and, you know, try to try to try to learn your secret, try to figure out how you how you've managed to go on. He says, he says, it's hard to make amends. He says. He says, I still feel every goblin I killed. I still remember their lives. I remember how they, the, the, how happy they were, and then how terrified they were right before I split them in twain with my axe. <laughs> he says, but, uh, he says, there's nothing you can do to fix it. He says, I looked, I tried to find a, some device that would let me go back in time. And it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. Not that I could find. Mm. Baba kept saying I was wasting my time, but. So all I could do, she said, was change what I did going forward. He says, this is my, this is my fourth generation of little Mohawks. <laughs> <laughs> he says, of the. Of the 24 Mohawks I've raised, he says, 22 of them are still alive. That's impressive. Yeah. He says, I, I, I've been strengthening them up, teaching them how to wield an axe, but more importantly, teaching them how not to swing it. I think that's why I'm here. I... <clears throat> I know I can't undo the wrong that I've done, but I'm hoping that I can I can use this time to discover a a way to at least try to offset the damage that I've done in some way. He says, "I a wise person once told me the only way to the only way to fix something that you've taken away is to put something else back." But I don't expect you to have all the answers right now, Rangrim. He pats you on the back way too hardly. You tumble forward a bit. <laughs> I'm very glad I'm padded against the winter. 
He says, well, we'll figure it out. You and me, buddy. Great. He says, now, there's the first thing I would like you to do, though, is, hey, hey, Mohawk A, come over here. Uh, one, of the, one of the Mohawks comes over. I want you to give this Mohawk a hug. <laughs> you look at him, this goblin, this hideous fucking goblin. Green skin. I'm sorry, red skin. Uh, dark hair, red, you know, red, dyed, dyed red hair with sort of black roots. <laughs> red eyes. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd go ahead and give him a hug. All right. You give him a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very good, Rangram. I think, I think you've made a step today. This is now. Now get your lazy ass up and get back to chopping. <laughs> he says you've already got the red hair, but we're gonna have to do something about the sides. <laughs> and I run towards the tree. All right, yeah. Naristana. <laughs> yes. It is. It is cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is midwinter's midwinter's day, and you are tra- you've been traveling uh, a, a somewhat leisurely pace because it's cold and you know it's hard to uh, towards the eastern forest. Um, when you see on the horizon a familiar village. It's McKinney, isn't it? Of course it's McKinney. What else could it be? <laughs> I'm glad I started my pineapple Rita. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the road, the snow, the road, the road has been, you know, the snow has been packed down on the road, kind of a brown color. Um, you see it leading into the city. Uh, the city itself is under a thick blanket of snow. Um, Looks quiet, pastoral even. What do you do? <laughs> fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> I'm here to melt the snow. Fireball, fireball. <laughs> uh... <coughs> I I don't know what I do. <laughs> you stand there in the road, fixed to the spot, unable to press yourself forward. I don't want the townsfolk to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me a um, religion check. Oh, okay. Twenty natural twenty. Uh, today is Midwinter's Day. It is a very sacred festival. Today is the day that all the souls that have died in the previous year get judged and move on to the afterlife. Um, it's a very solemn day. Huh. Uh, there is definitely going to be um, festivals tonight. People light lanterns, pray for their ancestors, pray for those that have recently deceased. But it's also the day where people move on. It is... There's a point where the you know the grieving period for your loved ones has ended and it's time to move on with your life. Okay. 
Um, I uh, disguise myself, and I'll. And you said the ritual's gonna have, or the whatever's gonna happen tonight. Yeah. Uh, I will go in town, and uh, I will partake in the ritual. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. Like, there should be character development, but <laughs> I don't want to burn at the stake. All right, so you, you enter the village. <laughs> what do you disguise yourself as? Uh, I don't know. Probably Mildred. Okay, Mildred comes into the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird man. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so um, the town is gathered. There's a temple of virtues, and there's a temple of the eight, and people are pretty evenly split between the two of them. Roll me a perception check. Uh, eighteen. You notice that the temple of virtues, as you walk by, I'm assuming you're not staying at that one. <laughs> um, however, you do notice that there is a kind of a large portrait of a man you recognize, uh, Duke Donald. Um, really? And people are mourning his portrait. Really? <laughs> um, Duke Donald's the one that had the kid killed, right? Well, he's the he's the Duke that was trying to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mourning for him. No, of course not. Um, I, I keep walking. As you make it to the Temple of the Eight, um, you, um, as you go in, you notice there's two Leonin kneeling there. Uh, you recognize them as uh, Jareth, uh, the leader of the Leonin tribe, and, and then a, a woman that you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else is everyone else is deep in prayer, lighting candles. A few of them light paper lanterns that they release to the sky. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, are there any other like pictures and stuff? Yeah, um, obviously you get the idea that the size and quality of the pictures are based on, you know, the wealth and prosperity of the people, but uh, there's pictures all over the place with people in front of them of varying qualities. Um, you do see that Jareth and his wife, um, uh, that the, they do have a picture of the lion cub that you discovered. Or the t- lion teenager, I guess he's kind of a... Yeah, he was a teenager. Yeah, that's um... Right. I think that uh, I wouldn't want to speak to them, but I would uh, I would um, be nearby to what send my well wishes. I don't know, like I'm not religious in any certain way at all mm-hmm. in any aspect of my personality. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sending prayers to the teenager? I don't know. That's not a thing I'm going to do. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little lost as to how to proceed. Well, that's that's what makes it interesting. What do you do? 
<laughs> well, I would know, like Narasana would know what the form, what the form was to go up and pay respects. Mm-hmm. You just, you just mm-hmm. kneel and and remember. That's kind of some people say a prayer. If they're that religious, they just they just you know say something to the deceased themselves. I have to say it out loud. Usually. All right. Uh, so I would kneel nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> based on platitude. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard not to be flippant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so hard to life, yeah. life was short and hopefully you're in a better place. You say this to the Cubs photo? Yeah. Um, Jareth turns and looks at you and he says, Thank you for your words. He says, Did you know our son? In passing. Kind of. He says, He was a good boy. He says, he, re- he extends a paw and says, Jareth. Mildred. It's a pleasure, Mildred. This is my my wife, Eartha. Sorry for your loss. Did somebody just snort? Matt did. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you got. I missed it. <laughs> Eartha Kit. Uh, ah. He says, um, he says it, it's good to hear somebody else speak, speak words for him outside of our tribe. No one in the town has offered words? He says, no, we were... He says, in fact, the only reason we came here was the hope that they might, but... No one else has. But they're dicks. What is the... Uh, is everyone avoiding them? These two? Yes. He says, I, I, feel, I feel they blame us for the death of their leader. Well, their leader is responsible for the death of your child. He says, you will find no argument from me. He says, um, he says you, are you, are you, you're from the city then, I am assuming. I'm from nearby. He says, so you know about the um, the incident that precipitated the attack? Uh, Caitlin doesn't remember, but surely Narasthana does. Pretty much their kid was beaten and killed in a bar fight, and then they hit it, and then... Yeah. He says, I don't know who the stranger was that came through town and got us this body of our boy back, but we'll be all, <laughs> we'll, you'll be forever grateful to her. He says, the town, though, I think, would lynch her on sight. Probably. That's okay, though. He says it's a shitty human village anyway. No offense. Oh, none taken. None taken. He says, so, is there anyone else you're speaking words for tonight? Actually, yes. He says, well, we are sorry for your loss, and 
Hope, hope that you're able to find some peace in knowing that she's gone on to her final destination. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that film franchise. Fuck it, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Go on. I do love it. I've never seen them. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I, I think that people were chuckling at Final Destination because it's a film franchise, and I said, "Fuck that film franchise." Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. So I'll spend a couple more minutes there, and then uh, I'll actually go to the Sylvian altar, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll spend the rest of the night there. All right. Who are you saying words for? Darcy. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the most significant one. Yeah, no, I, that's what I was expecting, but just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I can't this, think of anyone else. Well, there is no, yes, I, the, I, the Sylvian thing is what threw me off. But. Oh, well, she, we never really talked. She didn't have. Who did she? Did I know that? She was a warlock, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, she was a warlock. Um, that's right. So she didn't ascribe to any of these. Uh, she. Any of these. She was probably, uh, you'd gather, a Cillian. Yeah. But I'm, I'm on a mission for Sylvian. Yeah. And then, uh, so. All right. Uh, at some point, you fall asleep as you're <laughs> saying your words. Doze off. When you awake, you feel a hand on your shoulder. I check and make sure I'm still disguised. You are. Okay. I turn around. Uh, standing before you is a spectral form of Lady Darcy. Whoa! Hi! Uh, Holy moly! I know! Uh, wait, what's the ghost theme song? We <laughs> <laughs> gotta make some pottery <laughs> um, She just says, at midnight, the veil grows thin. Yeah, it does. <sighs> She just says, I'm proud of you. Proud of me? You've overcome a lot. (laughs) Still got a lot to go. You destroyed the Baylor. Yeah, that was nice. You killed Otho Carthel. Then came right back. You defeated the the Morkoth. Wow, you've really been keeping an eye on me, huh? Not much to do in purgatory. <laughs> she says she says I just wanted to let you know that I know we weren't together long but it was the best part of my life <laughs> you can't tell I'm blushing because I've already got a sunburn Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she says in this world or the next she says we'll see each other again Awesome. And she kind of re- wraps her arm around you to give you in a sort of a hug and like leans in to give you a kiss and sort of vanishes back into the ether. Cool. All right. Uh, calamity. Yep. Um, uh, it is midwinter. You are on the... <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this is everyone has time to meme. 
god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, give me just a second. <laughs> Chris has got to get his meme in. He's the busiest of us all. <laughs> oh, goodness. Alright. Yeah, so you are on the road north. Um, you're... Well, you're outside of Carthal at this point, walking through the frigid wastes on your way up to Lorraine. You find yourself Why? in a... Well, riding, I guess, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do I never want to get there? <laughs> um, you find yourself in a... in a small tavern um, off on the uh, side of the road, a traveler's tavern, called the Cursed Candle. Ew. Sounds spooky. Is it haunted? Uh, do you ask? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, yes, of course it is. Of course it is. Awesome. If you would like to stay in the haunted room, it's an extra silver piece of night. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I see the sights while I'm traveling. Um. All right, so you uh you hang up in this haunted room, uh. You get the idea, like you like you feel that like the floorboards thumping and like the door kind of rattles, um, but you get the idea that this is probably just the innkeeper trying to give you a your money's worth. <laughs> That's customer service. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it ends by the time we go to sleep. But <laughs> do you say that out loud? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, as you're in your room, um, you feel a voice. Feel a voice? In your head. Calamity. Calamity. What? Who? It's me, Roderick. Roderick? Uh, come come visit. Okay. <laughs> I do. I sit down and meditate on the orb. All right. You find yourself in the void. Uh, Roderick Donothic is very excited to see you. Hey, Roderick. It's been a while, buddy. Yeah, it's been months, but guess what? What? He says, cover your eyes. Do I want to? Yes. Okay. All right. He, he, yeah, put, he, puts, his, he puts his little flippery arms around on your shoulders and like spins you around and says, open them. I open them? Um, all the deceased people in your orb have been arranged in the form of a birthday cake. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Roger, that's so sweet! I mean, a little terrifying, but you know that's me, so... Yeah, he's got like he's got like he's got like you know some goblin bodies and like some other bodies like forming the cake, and then uh, the candles are like the most prominent ones, like Mercer and uh, and High Inquisitor <laughs> Stain, Otho Carthel. I give him a hug. Oh, he says, "I I I know you didn't forget it was your birthday because I read your mind." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. He says, "Uh, so uh." What happened to come? What happened last month? He says, this, uh, you can't tell what's going on. Uh, he says, "Well, I it kind of it's a little overwhelming. Um, pretty much, this space we are in here just sort of uh, kind of went white for a while." So you remember Conmore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So he got his hands on the orb and was trying to destroy it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh that makes sense. Uh everything closed off here for a while, like I couldn't see out at all. Ooh. And then suddenly, like I felt your presence again and everything went white. Uh and by the time I recovered you were back at your house in New Haven and I just ah. Well, I'm glad that you pulled through. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh He says, I hear I hear whispers in here. Whispers of what? He says, all sorts of whispers. He says, haven't you ever been in your, in your, uh, what's that called? Hunger of Dar? Or no, what's the one that makes everything black and. Hunger, oh, hunger, hunger of Dar, yeah. He says, it's like, it's like your Hunger of Zelia spell. He says, uh, all sorts <clears> of, <throat> he says, if you venture further away from the orb in here, like, it becomes all like milky tentacles and whispered secrets and. Ugh. And I take some. Sometimes I take a milky acid bath. It's great. Ah, well, I'm sure it doesn't look just for the skin. Uh, you look, yeah, you look at you look at Roderick's skin. Like he's got his one eye, which is like very like happy to see you, but like there's like little burn marks all over his skin. <laughs> <coughs> oh, see me, Uh He says, Zelioth, Though I heard a whisper from him. Really? Yes, he says. He, he he says the time's coming, Ugh. and soon the mall will open mm. uh, for, for good. For good. Yeah. Then is there any more specific like timeline sort of thing? I mean, it's not like I could ask follow up questions. It was just a whis- <laughs> it was just a whisper I heard while I was taking my milky bath. <laughs> Oh. Well, will you keep a, an ear out in the future? And if you hear anything more like that, can you let me know? Oh, of course, of course. Calamity. Awesome. Yeah. You're my best friend. Here. I love you too, Roderick. He ever sees. <laughs> oh, he says, should we set the candles on fire and have you blow them out? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he raises a hand and like the heads of all these different people burst in the flames. Oh boy. I just play along. I feel a little weird about it. He seems, he seems very proud of this. Yeah. He, he doesn't have much going for him at the moment. And I feel kind of bad. Kel, it is Hi. it is it is getting to be near midwinter. Um, you uh, your muscles have been getting a lot of work lately, um, rebuilding parts of the city, clearing out debris, uh, still finding the occasional you know now decomposed body. Yep, um, You've done a lot of good work. Um, and uh, one of the uh, one of the guards leading the uh, leading the rebuilding effort, uh, a dwarf by the name of Devorin. Oh, you know him actually. Yes, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So the Devorin comes up to you, and this is good work, Kel. Um, but we are. He says you may have noticed it's winter. He says, standing in two feet of snow. I, I'm casting jealous looks at the white and silver dragonborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says we're gonna. We're going to pack it in until the spring, he says. Uh, he says it's, you know, the white, and, the, white, the white and silver dragonborn, they can handle it, but the rest of us, 
I'm not going to lie to you. We're running pretty ragged, and it's a little too cold for us. And Besides, you know, mi- mixing cement doesn't work so well right. in the cold. And just, yeah, no, we're taking some time off. He says, yes, he says, but you've been working like a man possessed. He says, you should take some R&R, too. Mm-hmm. Suppose it wouldn't hurt. He says you're like a you're like a sailor or something, aren't you? Yeah. He says yeah. I hear this. I hear the southern continent's nice this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. He says I don't mean to pry, but uh, I've known you for a while now. What's what's going on? You seem you seem upset. You want to get a drink? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. He you says, find a tavern. He says, first round's on you, money bags. <laughs> he does have a money bag. <laughs> He's noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't given a lot of it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we find a tavern. Mm-hmm. Some nice <clears throat> hot spiced ale. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a hot toddy. So, um, yeah, went on an adventure with, uh, with Narasana. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, uh, I saw her actually, uh, after that last, last month, yeah, she was in town, uh, oh. about latter half of Colth. <coughs> right. So well. I, I'm surprised, I thought, I figured you two would have hung out, I'm surprised. Well, it was... Circumstances were a little strange, and um, I had my eyes open to some things I didn't really want to see. So, yeah, that happens. He says, taking a long pull from his ale. <laughs> Your method acting, Chris, is just really <laughs> on point. I'm really, I really just want you to feel like you're there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, he says. He says, so you guys, you guys, you guys gotten a bit of a tiff, huh? Kind of. I'm surprised you're still here. Normally she just incinerates anything that she gets in a tiff with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Her temper is not one of her best qualities. But she does have, she does have redeeming ones. (laughs) Well, of course she does. I had a hand in raising her, you know. I know. <clears throat> See, Devorin, you're pretty old. <laughs> I mean, I may be 200 years old, but that's still pretty sprightly for a dwarf. What I mean is, you've seen a lot, you've been through a lot, you've been a guard for a long time, you've seen the way that people can just be awful to one another. Yeah. You know, and be selfish and cruel. And for no good goddamn reason at all, just because they want to be. Mm-hmm. What keeps you from going crazy? He says, I see, you know, I'll be honest with you, Cal. Uh, I, uh, I see more of it than you do, I'm sure. Most of my, almost all of my exposure are to those that reject society's rules. 
all those that misbehave and are evil and you know do what they want. He says, but some what keeps me going is uh, is the good in it too. He says it's a dangerous world out there. He says the only thing keeping the only thing keeping our us going, dwarves, humans, dragonborn, tieflings, all of us, are each other. He says, you ever notice that there's not too many big cities in this world? Yeah. He says, that's because the world is full of unimaginable terrors. He says, but when we band together, when we help each other out, when we give each other a hand up, he says, that's when we prove... That's when we prove... That we're worth fighting for. That's worth to keep going. I was, I was alive during the Shadow War. I kind of lowers his voice a bit. He says, "I don't tell this to many people, but I knew I hung around with Narastana's father, her real father, and he was, or is, I should say." as vile and cruel of a person as you can imagine. But of course he hid that from me for a long time. Now, was I feeling pretty bummed out about that after after he did the things he did? You betcha. He says, but I look at all the good things that Narasana's done in this world because because of the accident, basically, that she was. That this evil man impregnated a woman without realizing it. And this evil man who's done so much wrong in this world births something that's done so much right, so much good. He wipes away a tear from his eye. And he says, and that's what keeps me going. <clears throat> well, I think you've got the right to be proud of her. And hey, for what it's worth, Kel... Her temper, it's like a fireball. It burns brightly, then it fades away. Give her some time and some space, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys can work it out. Yeah, well. Shouldn't burn my face off. I think that is a good sign. That's a very good sign. <laughs> Melty face is generally a side effect of an angry Aristana. <laughs> Melty face. Well... Yeah. Right. How close are we to midwinter? Uh, just a few days. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably take a few days. Midwinter coming up, and then drag my shiny ass back into the snow and keep working. <laughs> he says, "I respect that." Um, he says, "But." I'm putting my foot down, Kel. About what? He says, you're taking a break. Yeah, a few days. No, no. You can come back here and work when the snows melt. <sighs> he says, you won't, do us a, you, don't do, you won't do us a fat lot of good if I have to pull your icicle-cubed ass out of the snow, so... <laughs> so either turn yourself into a white dragon or go relax you motherfucker 
option A sure as hell ain't happening. So, fine, fine. If you insist, Devoran, upon instruction of the city guard, I will get drunk, get laid, and enjoy myself for a little while. That's the spirit. Live for a bit. Live for a bit. <laughs> All right. So midwinter comes and passes. Uh, the death moon sinks and the pale moon rises. I've got to change my character seat. Now I'm older. You're yes. older. Yeah. Oh. Um. So is Vergas actually? Yes. Do that later. All right. Um, and set right. Does your fan, Chris, have a little face and a hair bow on it? Why? It's no, it doesn't. It's an it LED light. Oh, okay. <laughs> it does- I was like, shit, are you seeing a face behind me? Am I going to die? Is this some fucking, like... <laughs> is this, like, is there someone in my house? Is this, like, a fucking ghost story bullshit? Like, <laughs> It does look like a little face with a hair bow. I, I swear, it lo- it looks a lot like a little a little robot face with a, with a yeah. hair bow. All right. Um... All right, Rangram. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out. <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I just won't sleep tonight. Uh, um, you are, you've been chopping trees in the w- winter. Uh, the snow is actually up to about your shoulders, so you've, you've been having Rotark clear paths for you to to, uh, to deal, deal with things. Um, uh, at this point, the sides of your head have been shaved off, and your hair has been done up in a mohawk. Uh, <laughs> you're still well bundled up. In fact, you've noticed that even some of the young mohawks have put on some shirts. Um, Rotark, though, still impervious to the frost. <laughs> Struts around. Um, Skullcracker comes up and says... Uh, don't mean to interrupt your chopping there, Ringram. He says, but uh, you have uh, you have company in town. I didn't know anyone was here, but okay. I assume I, I assume I bought a riding dog at some point. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, you can if you want. Okay. Okay. All right, I guess I'm. I guess I'm headed to town. All right, you head back into the Goblin Village where you've been staying these last this last month and a half. Um, you nod at some of the goblins who you've become familiar with. Um, the blacksmith, the uh, goblin, one of the uh, goblin goblin matrons who's uh, cooking up a big old pot of stew that you've actually come to find quite delicious. <laughs> um, and you find yourself uh, being led to a uh, to the uh, gathering hall. A crudely built structure that acts as sort of the informal meeting place for the goblins in the tribe. Um, uh, sitting outside is a large uh, tiger, 
that is tied up to the hitching post. Okay. That's um, unusual. <laughs> uh, oh, is that is it um, Kaz's? As you as you uh, as you walk as you walk towards the counter, a large dog runs out of the tavern and jumps up on you, knocking you over. Yay! Granite! Granite! Granite licks your face a whole bunch. Aww, who's a good who's a good puppy uh, your, a good your, your new dog growls a bit <laughs> well I thought I didn't think I was going to the goblin village I thought I was going to the to East Hill yeah that is the, that is the oh well it, when you when you went to talk to Rotark he insisted you stay with him oh yeah, no, yeah. But, so okay. um, uh, no I meant I meant right now <laughs> no no I, I thought that's where the visitor was. Nope. Not the goblin village. Goblin okay. village. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Arya and a uh, and a Lena you've come to know as Cash walks out of the uh, uh and Arya runs up and gives you a big hug. I hug back. She says, What on earth did you do to your hair? <laughs> Isn't it stylish? No. <laughs> and I am breaking up with you because of it. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of a thing I was trying out. Where there's a group of us, we cut a lot of wood, and we've all got mohawks. She shakes her head a little bit and smiles. She says, "It's good to see you again." She it's says, good to see you. "She says, by the way, this is Cash." Um, she says, "I hired him to help me find you." Yeah, I remember knocking you out. Sorry about that. He just looks down at you and he says, you are quite formidable. Thanks, I think. (laughs) But nice to meet you. She says, Rangram, we need to talk. (laughs) Oh, boy. No good conversation. It's like we we need to talk. Um, All right, so I guess we'll go Mm -hmm. into the meeting hall. She says it is. It has been good. It's good to see you and hold you again. She's holding your hand. She says, "But." Do you like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says, "I." Absolutely holding me. <laughs> she says, "I spent my entire savings to find you." And she says, "I have been on many adventures myself." <laughs> She says, there's no easy way to sugarcoat this, though. Um, I've fallen in love with another. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Has she fallen in love with Cash? <laughs> she, she nods at Cash. Yeah. And she says, um, we've spent so much time together on the road, getting in and out of scrapes, talking to each other. He's very, very attentive and always... <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> and you know, as much as I enjoyed our conversations, our walks, our picnics, you were gone most of the time. <laughs> no, it's it's entirely understandable, and occasionally I just felt like an afterthought, you know. But <laughs> I I did believe oh, yeah, that I, last one. That last one was just a DM being a dick. <laughs> Uh, but she says, um, 
She says, but I did love you, and I did, I did find you because of that. And then, of course, I mean, I know you weren't yourself, but it, you did attack me and tie me up. And that was... <laughs> I appreciate you arguing so fervently to have my life spared. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did, I too enjoyed our time together, um, but, you know, I'm a different person now. She says, you are carrying much pain. I see that in you. Yeah. And I need to, I, I need to spend some time working on me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and you're right. I wasn't. I wasn't there. And and um, you know, it's. I I I regret nothing <laughs> about our relationship. And and I and I hope we can we can remain friends if you're planning on staying in in New Haven. She says I would love to remain friends. She says, however, I must let you know that I am not planning on staying in New Haven. Ah. She says, me and Cad are going to see the world. We're going to adventure. Hmm. Well, good luck. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous but rewarding life. She says, I know I've heard your stories. Maybe I'll have something to tell you next time we see each other. She says, uh, but that does not bring me to the end of my bad news. Okay. Um, she says, me and Cash, I mentioned that we, I spent all my money to find you. Um, and she says, and I had to. I had to sell some things, um, and even then, that wasn't enough to get back here. She says, on the edge of the goblin village is a carriage, and inside that carriage, she says, um, is a person that you need to talk to. She says, his name is Iodos Calabra. Uh, oh, what a bitch! We would take care of that! What's that? I thought Grim went specifically to take care of that. He Clearly did. he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he went to take care of it. We don't know if he did. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, he's probably first. in the carriage, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She well. says he is expecting you. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, I guess I'll go have an awkward conversation. Oh, I just had a terrible thought. Share with the group. <laughs> Rangrim waking up in his bed one day and just Granite's head there. Oh, I could see that happening. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, oh, wait, so... like Granite's severed head? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a Godfather <laughs> reference. No! He wakes up with a horse's head in his bed. Like, there's like a character who's like a prized horse, but he refuses, the, he refuses to do something the Mafia wants, and so the Mafia <laughs> kills his horse and puts the head in his bed. Uh, <laughs> Cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and so, anyway, she she uh, goes with you down the path of the town. You see an armored carriage, very fancy, with a flanks of guards. Oh, wow. All of them well-armed. Um, and one of them, a, uh, a tall, probably half-giant. He's seven foot tall and just burly as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Hey! <laughs> um, opens the door. He's got a big. He's got a big shaved head, uh, some scars, and uh, some tattoos. 
All right. So I get in the. I'll get in the carriage. All right. But I, well, I, I would assume they would have told me about Wiversbane. So, do I recognize him as Wiversbane? Yeah, you would. You, you would guess based on what they described. This probably is Wiversbane. Okay. Well, then I, before I climb in, I'll just tell him. <clears throat> I'll have a have a moment and speak with him. Um, Wiversbane. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Grim didn't end up finding Mr. Calabra. Is it Calabra? Calabras. Calabras. Yeah, why would you say that? Huh. I assumed he, he came all this way. <laughs> Grim didn't find him, but... He says, Calamity spoke of you. He says, I have been led to understand that you were not in control of your actions. That's true. I was a thrall. He says, that is the only reason I do not kill you. Okay. He says, Calamity is a member of my tribe and under my protection. <laughs> okay, I make a mental note not to tell him I stabbed her again. <laughs> no. All right, he, well. he opens the carriage door. All right, good chat. And I climb into the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the, in the carriage, in this very fancy carriage, very cushy, you see a uh, a, uh, a a halfling, uh, a very tan halfling merchant. He's got a tan skin, large mustache, uh, kind of long, luxurious locks, <laughs> and he says, uh, "You must be Rangram. Get in." <laughs> Uh, sitting next, sitting uh, on the other side, um, we were a side that you like. When you get in, you actually see your brother sitting across from him. Yeah. Well, he's not going to murder you outright. Well, good. <laughs> so I get in and uh, I'll have a seat. I'll say, "May I?" and point at a seat. He nods. Nice sit down. He says, "My name is Iados Calabra." He says. He says. <laughs> he says, "I'm. I'm just going to. I'm not saying this to brag, but I want you to know, I'm the most powerful man in Windhaven." He says, I, "I'm incredibly wealthy, and my reach extends far. I do not like being here in Carathelia. I like it less in the winter. <laughs> I just want you to understand the frame of mind that I am in, and I want you to understand that if I, if I gestured." imperceptibly to the large man outside the door, you would be ripped into five pieces in a matter of moments. He says, so I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask it to you once. Speak true to me everything that you know about this Conmore fellow and everything that you did. And we're going to cut the scene there, as I'm assuming you tell him everything. That- yeah. yeah. I've got no reason to, no reason to hide anything. From him. So. Uh, after the end of it, he um, he just says, "I appreciate your honesty." He says, "Now that that is out of the way, would you care for some lemonade?" Yeah, 
Sure. <laughs> he uh, snaps his fingers, and uh, one of the uh, a servant who was on the other side of the carriage comes in with some lemonade and some some glasses. Everybody loved the lemonade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not really a winter drink. <laughs> he says he take he, he takes a drink of it. Is it assuming you do as well. Yeah. Uh, he says now that we've now that we've drunken together, you are under my protection. Well, he says, what happened to you is a damn tragedy. He says, what happened to my niece and her parents, my beloved sister, even more so. He says, this Conmore fellow, he's gone, he's, he's, he's rabbited. He's gone, gone to ground. Mm-hmm. He says, I will find him. And when the time comes, I will call upon you. To finish him off. I I look forward to that. He says only th- he says only then may we both have peace. Grim says, "Yeah, he's not a bad guy once you get to know him, right?" <laughs> Does he say that to me or to That's you? <laughs> no, he says to that. To, he says that to Calabra. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, he wouldn't say that about he wouldn't say th- say that about um, <laughs> about uh, to his face. Um, <laughs> but uh, he says um, he says I'm having Calabra. He's going to drop me off at Mom's. He says you want to you want to lift? Or are you going to stay here? I think I should I should at least say say goodbye to. Rotark and some of the others, but but yeah, I'll, I think I've done what I need to do here. Okay. Um, all right, you head back to Rotark. Um, I'm, I'm assuming I've done what I need to do here. Is there? Maybe <laughs> not. What? Rotark looks at you. This is Rangram. I I think it's I think time has come for me to move on. Are you ready? I don't think I'll get more ready here if that makes any sense. He says uh We got one final test for you, Ringram. Okay. <laughs> Cut down this tree with a herring. <laughs> <laughs> He says, Skullcracker, come here. Skullcracker comes over. You know, he is a very old for a goblin. Um, uh, but still in very good shape. He says, Skullcracker says, What can I do for you, Rotark? You've, anyway, you've, picked, you've picked up over the last month and a half of living here that Skullcracker really doesn't like the fact that Rotark is here. Um... But also tolerates his presence because he's afraid that if he tells him to go away, that Rotark will kill him all and everybody he knows. So, which <laughs> is reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Rotark looks at you, Rangram. So, Skullcracker killed your mother. What? Skullcracker looks at looks at Rotark like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> he says, that's right, Skullcracker. You were, you were the ones who were doing the raids back then, yeah? And these forests? Skullcracker looks at you, Rangrim, and looks at Rotark. And he nods. He says, under the auspices of King Gorger, King Gorger thought that the best way to survive as a species was to take it from other folks. He says, we killed him, and since then have stopped the raiding. He says, now we trade for our goods, and we make them ourselves. He, sa he says, but yes, it is very possible that I may have killed your mother. He says, if she was in a caravan traveling through these woods 20 years ago. And from what I know from having been there for the last month and a half, that's all That's all true. I mean, that they don't go and raid and kill <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, you do know that's true. So Rotark hands you your rapier and says, So, you want to strike him down? Want to get vengeance? And I put my rapier away. <clears throat> While I don't think I can ever forgive you for what you've done or what you may have done, I've, I know that sometimes we do things we don't want to, and you've built a a good community here. If, if, if this was a different, if you were a different type of group and, you know, you were a different type of leader, I may, may well kill you, but, um, but I don't see reflexive violence as something that, um, something that's, that's beneficial any longer. Rotark picks you up with one hand, <laughs> just like reaches his hand his hand re reaches most of the way around your chest and he picks you up he says there Rangram you've learned <laughs> and he he says go take what you've learned and he drops you in the snow like <laughs> <laughs> pick myself up and brush myself off because I assume this happens a couple times a day. <laughs> Skullcracker says, when I first met you a few months ago, he says, you were rude, dismissive, and threatening. He says, I don't see that person here before me now. He says, for what, for what part I may have had in your mother's demise, I am sincerely sorry, he says, but you will always have a place here, Rangram. Thank you. I do, and and thank you for allowing me the time to, I guess, discover a better person inside me than than the the one you met. You know, what seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> he says, "We just hope that you extend that courtesy to every goblin not of our tribe you meet in the future." He says, "Many of them raid and pillage." but many do not. Mm -hmm. He says the same can be true said of humans. That's very true. Judge people by the content of their character, not their race. He says, 
It's a great lesson. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you get back oh into God, the... Where did come from? <laughs> a rainbow appears, and you go back into the cart and head off east. <laughs> I make sure to take uh, granite with me this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the new dog. The new dog does not care for this, but. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Can't. Uh, I assume. Yes. Dog and a girl. Let me go back to my notes here. <laughs> you are. You are, it is, uh, Lean Moon, you are, you are in East Hill. Okay. Or actually east of East Hill in the, in the woods, heading yeah, towards. Clear, clear, I don't think it would help. Um, I'm assuming you've started planting your, your seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the pace is slow going, uh, cause the soil is cold, but you've managed to use your fire to warm the soil to plant the, uh, plant the seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, how close to the blight do you get? I mean, how close to the blight do I think plants will survive? I think I would go right up to where I could see living trees. All right. Do I think if I planted a, a seed in the blight, it would survive? You aren't sure. Nothing's grown there since, but you're also not sure if things have been planted there. Um, would it invalidate my agreement if I planted one in there and it didn't grow? No. Does the soil look good or does it look nasty and necrotic? Uh, it looks gray and ashy. If I dig down in the soil, do I get to good soil? <coughs> um, yeah, after, after about a foot of gray and ashy soil... You find you actually find some soil that looks to be normal colored. Yeah, Solana grew up in a city, so she wouldn't necessarily know <coughs> what Caitlin knows. Yeah, but she grew up in a medieval kind of setting city. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of gardens. I guess can I roll nature for it? Yeah. And we'll let that decide it. Yeah, go ahead. Let me clear off my rolling table here. Nice. Nature, mm-hmm. 19. So then I would know that after there's been a fire and there's, like, ash on the ground, that actually is a better place for trees to grow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you get the idea that this ash itself might be poisonous. Hmm. There's also, you know, the, the ash is, it's, it's almost imbued with this strange energy that... It's not magical, you don't think, but like just the after effects of the magic that was here is poisoned this place. Like the air itself, too? Not the air itself so much. You get the idea that it's basically just the uh, dead trees in the soil. Um, so how long can I tolerate in the blight before I'm like, wiggity, wiggity, gotta get out? Fucking pretzel. Fire, you know, um, stupid. Pretty much, if you uh, every day you spend there, you'll have to roll a con, a Constitution save or Wisdom save, rather Wisdom save, um, okay. and you'll start. It'll start affecting your mind, um, but af- you know, you'll, once you recover, you can go back in. So it would be. 
Okay. So as long as you stayed near the edge and kind of bounced in and out, it wouldn't be so bad. Um, you might get the idea with your 19 nature check that you could maybe, if you could like clear the, clear the ash off of an area. That was, I would go to Green Hill and get a rake yeah. and like rake the, the nasty stuff inward towards the blight <laughs> and then spend a day outside planting seeds mm. all day. And then the next day go back in after a day of rest and plant, you know, five or six within the blight. Yeah. However many I could tolerate. And then just back and forth and back and forth, spending a day scraping and then a day out planting elsewhere mm-hmm. and then a day planting um, where I... You, you also might look at your spell list. There might be a spell, any, some spells that you could do that could maybe do it better than raking, but... Uh, um, really? Oh, I, don't know what, I don't know what spells you have, but... Also, you make more ash. Huh? All you do is make more ash. Yeah. With the not, fire. Not, not fire. I'm not saying don't fireball it, but like... <laughs> yeah, I don't think so though, because I have chromatic orb, scorching ray, fireball, fly, lightning bolt, light, dominate person, teleportation, hold monster, and sunbeam. Sunbeam is like an, but that's radiant. It's not a physical force. Right. right. <laughs> um, I mean, I you you could say that lightning bolt is has force to it, so I could like do this, and it would create a straight hundred foot line. But I think that's up to your discretion because it's energy, not force. I don't have any physical force spells. Actually, I would say that the sunbeam would would actually clear it off. The radiant the radiant energy would. Okay. So you could, yeah, you could, you know. So I don't know how many times a day. So let's see, you can use it. Um, I can use it once a day for a minute because mm-hmm. it's a concentration spell. Yeah, and it's the only once a long rest. So. Okay, so you could use it ten times a day. So that's fifty feet by sixty feet a day. That's that's an impressive amount of space. Okay, so I would do that for sure the first day, mm-hmm. and just clear out that much. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, fifty by sixty feet. If you're talking trees, they should probably be about ten feet apart, ish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's six by five. Mm-hmm. So, well, don't think too 30. much. You don't have to think so much about those numbers. We'll do it narratively, but okay. But yes, you are you are every day you're out there. You're working. You're doing a fifty by sixty foot patch of, <laughs> of trees. Um, all right. So you've been at this a while. Uh, you know, melting the snow, clearing the ash away, um, all this with your spells, planting trees. Um, you get the idea that you are probably the bag feels about halfway empty at this point. Uh, when you, when you, uh, when a tall, lanky drow figure kind of enters the clearing, um, about a hundred feet away from you and raises a hand. What's it? Sneeze lady? Uh, yeah, it's Akachita. Akachita. <laughs> uh, she's wearing a loincloth and not much else, um, even in the, even in the winter. Hey. She says, hail and well met. Well met. She says, um, "You're the one from the uh, from the Neophilid attack, yes? Yeah, over there by the uh, halfling village. Mm-hmm. It was a wedding or something, right? Yeah, wedding of my friend's father." <clears throat> she says, um, "That's right. Yes, right. Yes." Um, she says, "What? What are you doing?" I am planting trees. Very interesting, she says. 
she says, what inspired you to do this? Uh, well, I wish I forget. It's Kenan. <laughs> she nods. Penance for a uh, pretty terrible thing that I did. Mm-hmm. So I was tasked with planting a thousand trees as close to the as close to the blight as I dared, in order to rectify what I did. Genons. She's a Sylvian priestess, I'm guessing. Yeah. Sounds like yep. them. <laughs> yeah. She says, well, just be careful, she says. I've been upping my patrols. We've been seeing more and more weird things. Um, I think that whenever we last saw you, we told you that Flavi was trying to make a break for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did kill the Baylor, the harpinger of Flavi, so we slowed it down a little bit, we think, maybe? But mm-hmm. it sounds like you're dealing with more than you even were back then, so maybe not. She says, um, she says, yes, the, uh, the creatures have been a little more frequent in number, she says, but we've been taking care of them. Um, nothing quite as big as that creature we saw the last time. Oh yeah, that was creepy. Um, she says, but we've heard rumor. Oh yeah? Um, she says, we captured a Flavian priestess. Ooh. Mm. Um, she says she was, uh, she was making her way, um, south and trying to, uh, trying to make it to Pericles. Okay. Um, did she say why? She said many things, many of which made no sense. She says, but we get the idea that they're, they're gathering there. Hmm. Do you know the name of the priestess? Uh, she says, I do not, unfortunately. She says, we could not get it from her. Hmm. She said, though, we heard, we heard many things that made no sense. Like what? She says, talks of a, talks of a, fi- a creature of fire that had been slain. And um, she says, she says, words of a dream island and... Um, other other such nonsense, she says. Nothing that made any sense. Um, maybe you just didn't have context for what she said. Did anyone write down what she said? She says, no, but I was there for the interrogation, she says. Well, I'm nearly positive that the creature of fire destroyed was the Baylor we killed. You killed a Baylor. Yeah. The harbinger of Flavi. Yeah. She looks at you with like renewed admiration and respect. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't me by myself. My party did it, but yeah, we we killed a Baylor, which is good news is so maybe you could tell me exactly what she said and I could make notes. She says it was it was a bit ago, but um several weeks. Um, she says, uh, there was the island thing. She says there was the creature of fire thing. Uh, she says the, the, she says they are gathering, they're ga- gathering in the south in Pericles. Um, um, she said that, she said 
She kept saying that Flavi would return. Um, but it's it strange, though. We, we did not intend to kill her, but she cried out, Conmore, Conmore, and then died. <laughs> Conmore is the name of the leader of the Flavi cult, we think. The Flavi cultist yelled, Conmore, Conmore, and died. <laughs> That is strange. Um, what did she the island? What did she say about that? Uh, she said that she was hoping to have trapped the four on the island of dreams, but the island did not keep them. Oh, the Morkoth. Okay, so that happened to us too. <laughs> we were trapped on an island with a big spidey squid thing. It was nasty, really gross, but we escaped. So we've got the Baylor check. We've got the Morkoth check. Did she mention what town they were gathering in in Pericles? She did not, she says, though she did mention that the four would suffer. So. <clears throat> I'm going to kill floppy people so hard. Mm-hmm. She says, if, if they were speaking of you, you should be warned. They are coming for you. Do you do you know how to use gnomes that Carthol we, we, has? We don't use them here, no. Uh, well, I, I know people in the... Um, you left. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I said to turn my light on. Get dark. Okay. Uh, well, we are... Um, we're connected with a lot of people in the halfling village, and you know where that is. If uh, if you catch another Flavi cultist, mm-hmm. and you can get the name of the town that they're meeting in, that would be very, very helpful. Of course. They could definitely get a message to us. Just tell them that it's um, a message for Rangram and the Order of the Flaming Ox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll know who to send it to. She says, I will. She says, good luck with your planting. She says, I'll keep patrolling. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, calamity. Yes. Um, you have found yourself in the capital of uh, Lorraine, which I still need to get the look up the name for. But <laughs> my notes are downstairs in, in the my living room, so. <laughs> um, did I write it down over here? Lorraine? I did not. So, uh, we'll call it Jeffers. You're in Jeffers, the capital of Lorraine. Uh, in the city of Jeffers is a very, very large statue of Solari. Um, actually, about as large as the statue of Virtues was in Windhaven. Uh, it is a um, large hooded figure, a uh, woman obviously with a sun on her forehead, um, holding a sword in one hand um, and a shield in the other. Uh, you get the idea that the uh, the uh, the statue itself is the temple. Uh, as you can kind of see, windows kind of going up along it and. And a large, a large kind of uh, 
platform up near the top of the head. Uh, the city itself is full of Salarian troops and priests and um, uh, and citizens going about their business. Uh, it's very cold. Uh, these are the frigid north. Um, Ooh, I'm going to be worried by winter wolf pelts. Yes. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, it's probably cold enough. <laughs> uh, you look stunning in it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> goes well with your skin. Um I'm oh, you... also totally disguised because I'm not going to be a tiefling. Yeah, in the middle of Solari Town. Solari Town. All right, so um, are you kind of? So I'm assuming you're sort of asking around for Laxon. In places that obviously don't look like the most. Well, of course. Yeah. Um. It cost you uh, ten gold pieces and a gem of your choice. Okay. Uh, various hands you have to grease. Um, but you find yourself in a squat little building um, in a hidden basement. Sitting across from you is a, um, a gnome woman uh, who looks to be surprisingly sprightly and young. Um, and she says, welcome, welcome. My name is Relaxin. I hear you've been looking for me. Yeah, I have. <clears throat> she says, what? It's what? you to be older. <laughs> I knew that was. I really see left older. What's that? <laughs> I said, Zeddy next was. He kind of looked his age. Yes, yeah, he... He is, it was 300 years ago that I spoke with him. Yeah. Says I was the last person he spoke to before, before he stopped talking forever in that, in that asylum that they put him in. Yeah, I saw him right before he got apparently ripped apart by floppy demons. No, that is no good. No. That is, that is not what I... That's not what I would have expected from uh, from that. Nope. <laughs> I, I found it very surprising as well. She says, so what... Ow, sorry. <laughs> she says, so what... I bonked my head on my microphone. Um, it's going to make a lovely noise. Head-butted calamity. <laughs> she says, so what brings you to Lorraine? She says, if you're speaking to Zinanex, that means you're down in Krailson. You've come an awful long way to find me. Yes. Um, well, I know you know Nathaniel Collimore. She kind of narrows her eyes. She says, yes, I'm aware of him. Yeah, so... I was in his group. And now he has decided to change his allegiance over to Flavi. <coughs> and in doing so... She says, and you have not changed your allegiance to Flavi, yes? Definitely not. Good, I don't have to kill you then. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> she says, Conmore is quite powerful. It worries me greatly that he, 
is turned. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me if there's more to this relationship between Zelioth and Flavi than what I know. I've read most of your book. I was unable to read the second chapter. Um, which chapters did you read, dear? Uh, the first one. <laughs> the third one and the fourth one? Yeah. And the fourth one. So you read about concerning Zelioth, the Harbinger, and the Orb? Yeah. She says, well then, of course you wouldn't know the relationship between Flavia and Zelio. No, I wouldn't. She says, the first chapter you're missing concerned the ritual that created the harbinger of Zelio. Uh-huh. She says, uh, quite the, uh, she, wait, she pauses for a second. She says, who are you? Uh, my name's Fergrea. She stiffens up for a second. She says, and you have the orb with you, the maw. Yeah. She says, you are the harbinger. I hope not. Oh, she says, here I was talking about killing you, man. That would, attacking you would have been a grave mistake on my part. <laughs> well, at least we're on the same page there. <laughs> <laughs> she says, you... And I know this is not easy to hear, but... You are the last part of the ritual. Huh. That's fun. You're... You were conceived um, as part of a, as, as part of a ritual to bring Zelioth into this world. That's right. Your parents did the nasty while praying to him. <laughs> there was insertion. I mean, I'm assuming it was consensual. So first, your mother's vagina expanded and lubricated. Oh my God! But a kidding aside, dear, you are you are the result of some serious fucking magic. Hey, serious fucking magic. Hey, Hey, I'm glad you got it. That was a joke. But she says She says you are the only person on this planet that can wield that thing. Okay. She says no one else can. Anything else that tries to will have its life sucked out and be food for it. It does like eating things. She says, um, your orb will seek out power. It will attempt to, any, any strong source of life force or magic, it will attempt to devour. See that too. She says, here's the thing about 
here's the fifth chapter, my dear. The chapter that maybe would have prevented you from making the trip up here. She says, Flavia is not dissimilar from Zelioth. Fla- whatever Zelioth is, whatever, whatever, wherever it is, it slumbers currently. It is what we, we know as a deep old one. An elder god of incomprehensible power, alien motivation, and madness. But above all else, it has a, it has a insatiable hunger. Flavi is also one of these. It came. It got. To, it got. It forced itself into the pantheon. She says, "People. People worshipped it out of fear. They worshipped. Some of them worshipped it, hoping that it would give them power and only give them madness." She says, "The gods. The gods had no choice." but to let it in. She says, when, because when Zelioth gets here, it's going to attempt to consume the gods. That is perhaps the only power that could attempt to satiate its hunger. And that's surely what it has its eye on. <laughs> and you were chosen, born to let this happen. <coughs> and what exactly would I have to do to let that happen? You well, you'd have to you'd have to consume enough energy. You'd have to feed them all enough that it could open a portal to bring Zelioth to this plane. Okay. She says, um, she says, you'll know it when it happens. Uh, the maw will open, a great portal will open, and Zelioth will enter this plane of existence. So Conmore was trying to use it. He was trying try to simultaneously destroy the orb and bring <laughs> Flavi back to this plane. All right, so she has you describe everything that you know about Alexia. Before she answers this question, yeah. which we'll say you do, so we don't have to we, we don't have to go through it like for the fourth time this session. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she says, "Yes, he was trying to. I think he was trying to hit two birds with one stone: destroy your orb so that Zelioth can't come, and then harness the great energy inherent in it, the great, um, the great conjuration energy that it possesses, to bring Flavi back to this plane." She says, "Flavi was driven away twenty years ago, back to where it came from." She says there are cracks between here and there that it can exert its influence through, but <coughs> she says it is ever seeking its way back. For in the void lies nothing but hunger, and in this plane of existence lies energy and life. Uh, would you happen to know where those big cracks are? She says, well, you'd, you'd have to, not in this plane of existence, you'd have to go to the astral plane, the astral sea to find them. Okay. It would take great magic to, to close them. Alright. But I assume that there's somewhere on our plane that we can meet. Let's say, for example, if a jackass warlock goes underground because he's trying to get a gross alien, 
monster to come in that he might go to one of those places in order to get closer to it and have a better chance? He wouldn't. He would cease to exist in that void. I fear, but well, I was wondering if there's something on our plane that's kind of like in the if you laid the planes on top of mm. each other. She says yes. There are there are places where where his influence is stronger than others. Okay. She says many of his old temples were built in those spots. All right. She says. She says in those temples, his power is still the strongest, but it's still a dim reflection of what it once was. She says, by destroying the Baylor, though, you've set him back. That's good. <laughs> We're pretty pleased about that. <clears throat> so if I wanted to stop Flavi, would using any sort of Zelioth power, is that bringing it Zelioth itself, but would that be helpful for that, or would it just be not diff- make no difference, really? I'm sorry, what was the question? Like, what's the question you're asking exactly like? Like, are they more powerful against each other? Or are they, like, should we be using Elder God's powers in el- conflict with Using an Elder God's powers against each other, I think, would be quite effective. Okay. All right. Weird harms weird. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. You just summed up my dating life. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for meeting with me. I can't think of any other questions. She says, yes, I hope you have a safe trip back south. Yeah. They're a little weird up here. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you stand it. Mm-hmm. All right. She says, this is the last place anyone would think to look for me. Very true. I was surprised. Varric, yes. <laughs> er, Gr- uh, Kel, sorry. Varric, <laughs> Kel. Yes? Um, you are in on a, you've been spending the last few days on the warm, sunny beaches of Med- Medlos, a mm-hmm. country in the southern continent. You've been drinking uh, the equivalent of pina coladas and um, tequila, and, uh, and and admiring all the um, all the all the beach beach folk that are out in their in their swimwear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you found your, you found yourself in uh, invited into a uh, group of gambling. Uh, a gambling essentially night um, between some wealthy, some wealthy Middleosians. What kind of gambling are we talking about here? Cards. Cards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, I'll play. All right, a little bit. All right, so uh, seated around the table are um, looks like uh, there's three um, three different couples of um, of nobles. Um, that are hanging out there with you. Uh, there's Hildo and Omad. Um, they are yeah. Metalosian merchants that uh, both of them have been giving you the eye all evening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, there's um, Bera, 
who's uh who's there with her uh her wife Mina. Um they're both they're they're both sarcastic and witty. Um uh and then uh there's Aaron and Shori, uh dwarves uh that are um they actually are musicians that um uh enjoy a wealthy patron here. All right, so uh you've uh so you've you gave a lot of your money to um to uh to the relief effort in Krailson, I'm assuming, yes. Yep. Uh and you still got about fifteen thousand gold pieces left. Wow. Okay. Uh ten thousand of which are on this table at the moment. Whoa! <laughs> you are drunk. I must be. Um so you've just raised um Hildo looks at you up and down and says Kel This is a very this is a very high stakes hand. I don't think I can match your bet. He uh, says, however, me and Omad are still wearing a shirt. Perhaps we could perhaps we could sell them to you for some money. Huh? Bera and Mina laugh at this. Aaron and Shori raise an eyebrow, but say nothing to stop it. <coughs> I mean, yeah, sure, why not? They, um, they say, uh, 5,000 gold pieces? Sure. All right. So you sell, they sell you, um, their shirts for 5,000 gold pieces. Mm hmm. Um, uh, with their shirts off, they look very attractive. Mm hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, roll me a, uh, roll me a, let's just call it a d20. Uh, it's a 20. Natural 20? Yeah. I'm not sure if I actually rolled it, though, or if it just dropped on the 20. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna re-roll it again for fairness. Okay, that's a, that's a six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you lay down your hands, you have, like, a pair of kings, and you're like, aha, natural 20. Um, uh-huh. uh, but then, um, Vera lays down her hand and she's got two aces and she says, I think you have more of a six <laughs> and all the money gets swept off the table. Um, but then Hildo and Omad say, well, the game's over, but the night doesn't have to end. <laughs> Uh, Bear and Mina at that point say, well, okay, you guys have fun, but we're out. And they, like, rake all of their money into a bag of holding. Uh-huh. Aaron and Shory are like, do you mind if we watch? No! <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> Alright, so, cut to the next morning. You're back on the beach. Having what you remember to be a mostly pleasant evening, but you also realize... Once you go to get you some money out of your never-ending coin purse, that it was a pretty costly one. Yeah, yeah. 
I imagine all the clothes Kel has are breakaway. <laughs> so, are we going to do this? Honk! <laughs> Not exactly. Magic Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess this vacation's over. Um, <laughs> so uh, you start to think about finding work to get back. Um, you've got, actually, you've got both of the shirts with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you realize, hey, maybe I could look through these pockets. Ha! Say, I should look through these pockets. I don't know. <laughs> I look through the shirt pockets. All right, um... Uh, you actually find a couple gold pieces in one of them. Uh, a few platinum pieces. Um, one of them, though, you realize is a magical pocket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to forget that. Ever <laughs> I'm just not going to associate that hand gesture with your previous evening at all in my head. <laughs> uh, uh, inside, you find a bottle. Ah, sweet sucker. I pull it out. All right. Also the bottle. <laughs> All right, you're lounging on the beach, um, and you you open the bottle. They take a swig from it. Uh, when water starts pouring out of it, like magically, water like or salt, water? salt water gushing from it. <sighs> okay, that was a mistake. Um, you drop the bottle, and it kind of rolls, and the water shoots out towards the ocean. Uh, and then you see something that your eyes can't believe in front of you. And you realize that you won't have to worry about how you get home. Ah. Well, that's new. Yeah, all right. Uh, it is... Wait, what'd you say? That's You'll for... find out. That's for Matt to know and you to find out. <laughs> that face. <laughs> <laughs> so so how, much, how much gold do I have to my name at the moment? From the pockets? Um, uh, probably 230. Oh, wow. Okay. There, yeah, there's, yeah. Like, there's like a couple dozen platinum pieces in there. Deep pockets. Okay. Deep pockets. Huh? Okay, what? All right. It's a pocket dimension. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Rangram. It is early spring. It is Elf Life Day. It is you're in the lean moon. Uh, the snows have melted, uh, and you are you are back home with your mom, with your adopted mother. I should be. Yeah. Uh, the, you actually just got here. The journey you got you got hold up uh, trying to make it into the mountains, uh, and you had to you had to make camp for a month. Wow. How much time do I have left? Um, About a month and a half? month and a half, yeah. Okay. Rangram, it's so good to see you, your mother says. Her long gray beard draping to the floor. She uh, comes up and gives you a, a firm embrace. It's good to see you too, mother, but I didn't think you'd want to see me. Why not? Why would you think that? 
because of the circumstances under which I left. It was my my fault the townspeople attacked and she says she, she says these things happen. She says you are still my child and you'll always have a home here. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. She says, tell me, tell me of your travels. I tell her. You tell her all <laughs> 68 sessions worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And there's the month. <laughs> she says, she says, so now that you've, the, the grip has been released from you and you're back to yourself and you have been, you've been dismissed of this notion that I would not want you here. She says, you're going to stay? The Black Mountain Clan could use you. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I still have things to do in the outside world, but um, but I will come back and visit. And, of course, if you need help with anything, let me know. Yes. She says, your brother, Grim, uh, she says, she, he is... He's going to be out in the world recruiting new recruits for the Black Mountain Clan. She says, I believe you've met Wyvern Bane. And in fact, you've spent a month with Wyvern Bane now, so you've... Yeah, he's um, oh. he's surprisingly intense. <laughs> but but it's good to see Grim, I don't know, acting like a... like he doesn't have a stick up his ass. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big change in him. She's not. She's not. She says yes. He's finally cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> nice. He, he always. He always was a mama's dwarf. Yes. <laughs> she says, "Well, surely you'll stay for a bit before you head back." Oh, yeah, I've got. I've got some time. I need to be back by. Whatever the date is, I need to be back by. But the, the new year. <laughs> I need to be back by the new year, but. Uh, um, Great. But it'll be nice to get to know the place. Alright, so you spend some time hanging in with your mom. Narasana? <laughs> yes. Um you have a plant you plant the last acorn in the ground. Ah, finally. Did I manage to plant them all in the blight or did I spread yes, them out? Acres and acres of blight plants. Uh I go a little bit further in where the uh where my trees end and the ash starts, and I spit on the ground before I walk away. Mm-hmm. Take that, Bobby. Fuck you, Blight. All right. Uh, as you head back, the snow the snow is melted. It is um, it is early spring. It is late and lean, almost cilia now. Um, you actually see some saplings coming up. Uh, in some of the places, some of the earlier places you planted, you think you think you might have actually made a big difference here. That's awesome. Did they, and they told me what ritual I needed to do, right? You have the instructions, yes. All right. All right. So, um, so they you construct the shrine the way they ask you to. Um, mm-hmm. You start speaking the words. Um, and they, and and you realize they say it's going to take your life essence to bring this unicorn back. So. so 
Um, I need you to. Uh, uh, sorcerers have d tens or d eights. D eights. Uh, for hit what? Dice. Hit for hit, hit dice. Um, it's uh d six. D six. Yep. All right, roll me a d six. You got. You've got. You've got. You've got to keep doing this until I say stop. Oh, 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 oh. Four? Are ma- you keeping track? Your maximum hit points have been reduced by four. Fuck me. The ritual. Okay. Requ- the ritual requires more life. Okay, hold on. I need to take notes then. I'll I'll, I'll write down the numbers. For you, you got me. Okay, so four was the first one. Five. All right, you. you keep going. Three. So that's twelve points. Yeah, another three. 15 points. Another three. You feel yourself getting weaker as you do this. Uh, five. All right, stop there. How many hit points is that, Sean? It's 23. 23. All right, decrease your maximum hit points by 23. Uh, That's so much. A portal opens in front of you, and um, you see a horn emerge from the ground. All sorts of flowers start blooming around it. Plants start springing up. And a unicorn steps out. Hey. It says, are you my mother? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, yes. (laughs) A majestic unicorn. 23, right? 23, yeah. Oh, that's good. No longer part of the salamander club. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he nods at you. Says, "My name is Avero." Avero. He says, "I have been sent here to represent Sylvian and promote harmony in nature in this blighted forest." It needs it. He says, "You had a hand in slaying Umara." I did. He says, he says, do you regret this action? I do. I regretted it before it even happened. He says, <laughs> he says, and you were willing to sacrifice a part of your life to bring me back into this world. It's yours. He says, you're, you are forgiven. Sylvian forgives cool. you. The church forgives you. And I forgive you. He awesome. Says, he says, leave this forest lighter than you came in. Free of your burdens. And sins. Oh. Well, not all of them, but at least one. <laughs> He says, you are a good person, Narasthana. He says, do not forget that in the times to come. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Narasthana looks off to the side and thinks about all the Flavi cultists she's planning on murdering. He He says, you can do a great good to this world. Okay. Mm. <laughs> hilarious. So disappointed. <laughs> <in the card>. Yeah. 
He says, so you must be off then? I mean, I guess. How long is it going to take me to get back to New Haven? You've got some time. It's got like a month and a half. It's, it would take a couple weeks. I don't suppose that you as a unicorn know any effective way to get rid of the blight. He says radiant energy. He says concentrating the area that had been desecrated. And it'll stay that way? I mean, you can see what I did with all the plants. They're not going to wither and die? He says they shouldn't. You've cleared the ash away. So... Here's a question. If I wanted to do something foolish, maybe foolish, would you, uh, I don't know, not like help or anything, but just like be on hand in case it went horribly awry? Says, what is this foolish thing you wish to do? Well, you see the way I was clearing the ash and I was using Sunbeam to do it. I can do it ten times a day. And I got some free time left. Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe I could just keep doing that all the way to the center of the blight to disrupt the circle. I'm out of seeds. I don't have any more trees to plant. But it'd be really cool to destroy some of this nastiness. Mm -hmm. Like actually cut a path through. He says the circle, the center is very dangerous. He says the... The veil between planes is weak there. So it would be completely, totally too foolish to do that. He says, but there's much space around it that you could clear. So just go around the outer edge then. He says, or work your way, work your way as close to the center as you dare, but be careful. <coughs> he says, and yes, I will, I will accompany you on this. I, I would like to get to know you better. Cool. Shall Let's we, do this. Shall we begin? <laughs> Let's get her done. All right. So you head back into the uh, head back into the woods, into the blight. We all get together at the beginning of the year, and Narasana comes riding up on a unicorn. <laughs> 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 oh, <no. laughs> I don't think they let you ride them. That's not how it works. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, should ride you to horse. So, um, <laughs> Calamity, I got a, I got a question I have to ask you over messenger. Okay. Secret. I love secrets. I'm gonna stare at my phone in case he accidentally sends it to me. <laughs> <laughs> So how angry would Narasthana be if Veracast killed her new unicorn buddy? <laughs> Veracast would not survive the encounter because Narasthana has conviction now. No. No. <laughs> you just planted a thousand motherfucking trees and sacrificed 23 points hit points. Veracast Oh. <laughs> All right. Whisper um, evil into her ear for a while. Veracass. Hi. Wait. Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, you have you are back in Sujerus. Um, 
You're in Are between. You sure? you're, you're in between planning meetings when, standing in front of you, you see a familiar-looking person. Uh, wearing a beautiful a where no no actually no, it's it's spring now so the snow it's still cold up here though so wearing a dire wolf pelt, uh, sharpened horns, <laughs> blue skin, or blue hair rather. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Calamity. I'm glad you're not dead. Thank you. How did you find me? Passed around. <laughs> Looked. I was in Lorraine for a little bit. That place is shitty as fuck. I got your notes, yes. Maybe now you understand why I didn't accept your invitation. Yeah. So, how you been? All right. How are you? Kind of boring without you. <laughs> well, sorry for abandoning you. I've a lot of work to do. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Oh, um, reuniting with Morad's faithful, spreading the good word, bringing forth the Rightful ascension of the true king of the gods. Cool. Have you had any thoughts about, you know, possibly abandoning your eldritch inclinations and turning your focus towards something better, something truer, (laughs) like Morad? Roll me a perception check, uh, Calamity. What? Roll me a perception check. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit, that's not good. <coughs> no, I'm going to reroll that. Eighteen? Um, there are literal flames inside of Vera Cass's eyes. Well, oh yeah. I mean, oh, man, let me tell you about the crazy shit that I just learned about this motherfucking elder horror. You also but realize that you also realize that his holy symbol is missing, and that his uh, he actually looks maybe ten or fifteen years younger than he did the last time you saw him. <laughs> so uh, before that, so like, did, did you get a makeover or something? No. 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 I have taken the flame of Morad within myself. I am the flame of Morad now. His power sustains me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll ask again, have you given any thought to seeking a, a better purpose for your life? Sometime in the future, perhaps. The present is becoming the future all the time. Right now, I'm a little bit concerned about the whole floppy thing. Understandable. And I think, from what I've learned from people, I need to focus a little bit on Zelioth's powers and use that to try to 
do something against Bobby. But after that, like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not sure what you think empowering one eldritch horror will do in terms of defeating Flavi. Surely it would be best to cast your orb aside. I don't know. (laughs) You know, those flame eyes are really a thermite. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, is this Veracast as a human or Veracast as a skeleton? He's a human. Okay. She went a little off, buddy. I've never felt better. Kyle kind of gives a little hiss. Hello, Kyle. <laughs> yes, I've missed you too. So, what leads you to believe that your orb would be useful in defeating Flavi? That Zelioth would be of any use in this matter? Arlaxon said that the powers that you have can hurt each other more than another thing. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh-huh. And only you can wield this orb. We live in a complicated time, Calamity. There are wheels in motion. I would ever so dislike to see you crushed beneath one of those wheels. Now, I understand that sometimes power can come from unlikely places. And what some people might consider an evil can actually be wielded to do great good. But I must be sure of your intention, you understand. It's truly your intention to wield this power to defeat Flavi, not to serve Zelios. more I find out about it, and I didn't go into this willingly, less of interest it is to me. I'm glad to hear that. Seriously, it's really putting me off. <laughs> Would you like me to look away? No, it's fine. World's uncomfortable place. It is. You know, I hadn't planned on seeing you again this soon. Oh? Yeah. I thought it might be a bit later. Really? Yes. Had you had plans for us? I have hopes. Hopes? Well, maybe we should put it off until later. But you're already here. <laughs> That's true. <sure. laughs> You, you wandered into my fucking lair. <laughs> you look around, by the way, at the snow. Uh, you see, like, phalanxes of 
religious troops all willing to like all willing like the colors and like holy symbols of Morad. Uh, they appear to be gearing up, uh, going through drills. Uh, <laughs> thousands of troops. Wow, where is this at? Up in Suzerus, it's the north. Got yourself. Sugerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd imagine it was a little easier to gather all the Moradians to your cause once everything got blown up. It helped. That is not what truly inspired me to this greatness. <laughs> what was? I went to him. I went to Morad. <laughs> In the plains of Gehenna itself. Damn. How'd you get back? Well, I said we sent you back. With the flamey eyes and the... Yes. A little more salt and pepper instead of some salt. (laughs) (laughs) I have clarity on what it is I am meant to do now. Calamity. (laughs) I would love to help you find... Same clarity. I'm sorry to get that creepy thing people are always talking about Veritas. <laughs> you know, you don't need to mention words with me. I say what I mean. I'm offering you an invitation. Stand on my side once more. In what purpose? The purpose of showing the world the truth. That there is only one great power in this world, and that is death. That Morad is the true king of the gods. That all those who deny it are liars and heretics. That the suffering that they visit upon others shall no longer be tolerated. Together we can crush this Flavic cult. Together we can build a better world, you and I. I'm offering you purpose, clarity. Not today, Veracas. I'm sorry. I got other things to do at the moment. I understand. Perhaps it was sentiment that led me to believe you could be convinced otherwise. But no matter. If it's time you need, then I will give you time. And I turn to one of my acolytes and say, bring the lead chains. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, I knew it was going there, but what the fuck? The acolyte nods and hustles off. <sighs> this is fun. <laughs> 
There's no point spending time thinking about escape calamity. You are standing in the middle of my citadel, surrounded by my troops, in a country that bends to my sway. Yep, I know that. <laughs> Calamity's examining her spell list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just let the maw eat him. <laughs> what a spectacularly bad idea. Right. Holy shit. He's got your head flames in him. He's... Okay, two things. First off, my joke. Second flame. <laughs> <laughs> but having the maw, which already opened once, eat living avatar of a god. I mean, it I, I, I see no flaw with this plan. No <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think like calamity. We're not going to have to worry about the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Zelioth rises to the north. <laughs> Holy moly. What do you do, Claire? I mean, I don't Could you say that again? Oh, no. You cut out. Everybody, cut. wait, 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 one, wait. Se- one second. What do you do? You got your connection is really bad. One second. Oh, I think we're. Are we freezing? All right. Yeah, it's N- now, really bad. Now it's better, I think. Are we good? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, now you're good. I don't want to fight. I don't want to do anything that could feed this orb anymore. It's already fun. Well, then you're free to let go of it. Not letting go of it. Nothing's, it's not leaving me until it's destroyed. You think I wouldn't try it? I don't think you know how. I can find the way. Do you know how? Nope. <laughs> oh, but so you know, uh, maybe you don't get me getting all punchy when Zelioth comes. If he comes, he wants to literally eat all the gods. <laughs> That's something neither of us want. I wouldn't mind if he ate eight out of nine. Yeah, he's not going to stop. He's peckish. Uh, he's, uh, uh, that one to really stand to reason or bargaining. All the more reason he shouldn't be allowed into this plane to begin exactly. with. Exactly. I think that's so. I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle at that sometimes. Then be rid of it. You can entrust the orb to me, and I promise you, it will never be used. I don't trust it out of my sight. Last time I got out of my sight, somebody tried to use it to bring back another Aldritor. 
Do you think that's what I would do? I don't know. Uh, you you were s- just uh, You notice um, an acolyte and several several guards like coming out of a kind of a, a building, maybe 160 feet away. They're carrying some lead, lead chains. That doesn't we do much for the uh, trust of the situation. I don't trust you while you have that orb. Give it to me and I'll have no reason to put you in chains. I don't trust anyone else with that. Then it appears we are at an impasse. Yeah, I guess. Maybe you should give it to him, Glenn. <laughs> God? <laughs> I am not to the god the guards and the acolyte. What do you do, Calamity? Judge you there, Cass, but I'm not sure if I still can. You've been known for a while. Longer than you can imagine. <laughs> I hand it over to Veracast. Um, I don't touch it. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> I like pull my, like pull, I had it by the chain. I take yeah. it by the chain. <laughs> and I find a bag. Um, roll me a... Um... Oh shit, I don't have Veracast's dice. Um, okay. Roll me a constitution save. <laughs> Uh, 13. The orb, you're holding it by the chain, the orb floats towards you and begins to suck the living flame out of you. Uh, like, it comes out of your mouth and eyes and straight into the orb. Uh, <laughs> I put my hands out like, not my fault. <laughs> uh, everyone just sort of stops agape as it continues to suck the energy out of you. Uh, it's very painful. Excruciating, I would imagine. Want me to turn it off? I'm trying to turn it off. I can't speak right now. I'm having the flame. <laughs> <suck out. laughs> Retort. Mm-hmm. Grab it. You pull it away. Um, It'd uh, be like, oh, oh. roll me a um, Veracast. You are stunned. Uh, Calamity. Uh-huh. Uh, roll me like the, you know, the stunned condition. Calamity. Roll me a charisma save. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, that is 25. You feel guilt. You, f- you begin to feel the orb opening again. Uh, like the life force begins to suck out of the, all the guards surrounding you. Uh, as, as if you're casting Circle of Death, but you're able to tamp it down. <laughs> um, Veracast is, is standing in front of you, dazed. Um, actually on a knee. Uh, yeah, like, yes. Uh, everyone, everyone, like, is staring kind of gape-jawed at you. What do you do? I shove it 
back into my bag, mm-hmm. like my pouch. Yeah. And I go over to Veracast and I put a hand on his shoulder and try to like help him up. Calamity helps you up. You shake off the stun condition. <laughs> I had no idea. I have no control <laughs> over this thing. But other people touch it. That's why I don't give it to other people. I don't know what's going to happen. The guards look at you and they say, Order, sir? Take it and leave. Alright, see ya. And I turn around and I walk out. Kyle farts a lightning bolt at Veracast as you leave. <laughs> Veracast has to go clean his tunic. (laughs) Follow her to the borders. Make sure she leaves. The guards nod. Kel. Hi. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty shocked. (laughs) He didn't kill you after that. She she put the fear of Zelioth into him. So it is uh. it is Cilia. It is late spring. Um, you're back working on the on the buildings as you per your promise. Yep. Um, you go back to your apartment one day. I need you to roll me a perception check. <laughs> Damn it! We're not going to find out what's on what's on the beach. I know. Uh, Twenty one. Trust me, it's better this way. Um, uh, you notice there's an extra cloak on your on your coat rack that wasn't there before. I ready my fists mm-hmm. and proceed further into the apartment. All right, one second. Um, Alright, you take uh, 8 points of piercing damage What? Um, the, as you walk by, you catch just out of the corner of your eye The cloak on the, uh, on the nightstand unfurls and wraps itself around your head a, uh, a, a small face appears in it and starts biting you Ah, shit, what the fuck? Okay. Flavi doesn't forget, and it starts to suck the life out of you. What? what? I punch myself in the face until oh, it falls off. One second. We're, uh, <laughs> uh, that is a critical hit with its tail swipe. Ooh. You take uh, 16 points of damage. What the fuck is attacking him? Roll initiative. Who? Me. Kel. Okay. Uh, 19. Alright, it goes first. <sighs> Holy. Uh, you are currently blinded and unable to breathe. Oh, shit. Um. 
It has advantage in attack rolls against you currently. Uh, you take another six points of bite damage. Um, and then it you take... Oh, actually, uh, AC 15? Nope. All right, that one misses. It's your turn. Uh, it's... It's got it's got itself around you. Since it's attached to my face, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to assume it can't dodge as I breathe lightning at it. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So roll me damage. Ooh, that's really good. Nineteen points of lightning damage. All right, it takes it, but you also take eight points of lightning damage uh, as the energy that you hit into the creature transferred back to you. All right, well, that's reduced to four because I'm resistant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, all right. And can I, can I try to pull it off of my head, or is that an action? Yeah, that's, that, well, that would be an action. Um, but it, it is something you can do. Um, okay. All right, so it's turn. Uh, it hits with the bite attack. It keeps just like it just keeps like biting into your shoulder, trying to go for your neck. Um, mm-hmm. Ten points of piercing damage. What are you at? Seventy-six. Oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Another fourteen points of damage. Shit. Okay. From the tail, it's got a long barbed tail. It keeps like swiping you with as it as, mm-hmm. it, as it pulls for, tightens further and further around your neck. Uh, it's your turn. I rip it off my face. Roll me a strength check. Oh, great. 16. That just succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you rip it off of your face. It's flying there, bat-like, this cloak creature. You see, like, a gnarled a gnarled uh, face protruding from it. <clears throat> Your blood, your blood drips down its teeth and mouth. It, just imagining that. I'm just imagining that scene in Naked Gun where he throws a pillow at a bad guy, and the bad guy grabs the pillow. Uh, see, it, it misses you with its next bite attack, uh, <laughs> but it does hit with its tail. Oof. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I rolled the wrong damage for the tail attack last time. Uh, it should have been 11, not 14. Okay. And this is another 11. Okay. Well. Alright, I'm just gonna beat the crap out of this thing. Okay. (laughs) Roll some attacks. To do 16 to hit. That hits. Uh, 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, 20 to hit. Hits. 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. 17 to hit. Hits. Uh, 7 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. 12 probably misses. That does miss. Okay. Uh, it is bloodied, though. Um, alright, it's going to attack again. 
It's still trying. It's trying to wrap its head. It's trying to wrap itself back around you. But um, AC thirteen misses, I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, AC eighteen. Nope. That misses also. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're up. Okay. Uh, twenty four to hit. Hits. Ten points of damage. Uh, twenty to hit. Mm-hmm. Nine points of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-seven to hit. Mm-hmm. Six points of damage. Twenty to hit. Ten points of damage. All right, you you punch it into oblivion, and it falls to the floor, screeching. I stamp on it until it stops screeching. It stops. Screeching. And then I keep stamping until it stops moving. Mm-hmm. And I keep stamping until it's no longer identifiable. It's it looks just like a cloak again, albeit one that's very bloodied. <laughs> I go to the fireplace mm-hmm. I put it in the fireplace I light a fire in the fireplace Alright, you burn it <sighs> What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> uh, you hear your upstairs neighbor stamping on the floor Keep it down down there <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, last little rounds before we um, go. But before I do that, uh, real quick, I just need to make a quick um, uh, order. Uh, so for, I, for dinner. So give me just oh. give me one second. I'm gonna pause this. All right, we're back. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Rangram. Let the fuckery begin. Yes. Um, you are on your way home, back to, uh, back to, uh, back to New Haven. It's getting close. It's, uh, it is getting close to the new year. Um, and, uh, you're, I'm assuming you're riding granite. Yeah, and I, I I would probably have donated the other dog to um, the dwarf clan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good because once Granite came into the picture, the other dog did not care for you. He was <laughs> he was very upset. <laughs> well, fuck Granite, Granite's awesome. Yeah. All right. So um, you're riding back. Uh, you're you're just passing. Uh, you've passed Carthol. You're you're passing Pathstow, one of those small towns west of there. Uh, when you see a small figure in the road, um, as you get closer, you recognize it as a fake creature that's familiar to you. Hey. I was wondering when he'd come back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, um, I'll, I'll ride up and dismount and mm-hmm. ask. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Rangram, how's it going? You never call, well, you never write. I've made that joke already tonight, but I'm going to make it again. <laughs> I've um, I've been possessed, <laughs> enthralled. He says, "We know you've been cut off. You've been cut off from us for a while." I'm very, I'm very sorry for for anything I might have done. It's okay. Your mother's happy to see you in better spirits. Well, that's good. And he says she can still, she can still hear you. 
through the locket. Oh, good. He says, um, "You came back to us. They're they're up in the uh, they're up in the woods with the goblins." I was hoping I would become again become worthy of our partnership. He puts uh, he put he kind of walks up and puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, "You're never not worthy." No. He says, I "Get a little misty-eyed." He says, "He says now, 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 you motherfucker." He says. What am I going to be, a bat, an eagle, an <laughs> owl? <laughs> I, well, what do you want to be? I've never been asked that before. <laughs> I think a bat sounds good. Okay. At, at least for the time being. All right. Then a bat you shall be. He p- pops back up on your shoulder. She's going to be a, a fluffy, mm-hmm. friendly. Uh-huh. <laughs> He says, we're all mammals here now, right? <laughs> and you guys uh, ride on towards New Haven. Naristana. Yeah. You've, uh, you've spent the last month and a, almost last month uh, clearing off more of the blight. You've, acres and acres you've managed to clear off. I nice. mean, it looks like a lot. You realize there's so much more to do, but you've managed to make a, a dent in it at least, a little dent. Um. Uh, Averro says, "You've done, you've done great, Narastana." He says, "And this isn't the day. I'm assuming when you tell me you have to head back for reasons." Yeah. He says, "He says anytime you. He says anytime you need help, you can come here and find me." Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. He says. Um, he says, "But one, there's one more thing I must tell you." Hmm. Um, another of our kind has been slain. Another unicorn? You know, he says, you're a former friend. My former friend? Veracast. He was the unicorn? No, he... He hunted down a unicorn of Solarian, took its horn, and killed the creature. Oh... He says, <laughs> he says, whatever whatever friendship the two of you had, he says, he is not the same person. Well, he is, actually, but I hope you can now see him for what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty clear description of all of that. Um, he says, he says, you were tasked to plant a thousand trees and bring me into existence. He says, and you've gone above and beyond that. He says, Sylvian is grateful to you, and she'd like to give you a gift. Oh. He says, All right. He says, he says, bow your head and kneel for a second. Okay. I do so. He uh, touches the tip of his horn to your top of your head, and you feel 23 mm-hmm. hit points flood back into your body. Woo! Okay. He says... He says, Sylvian wouldn't be so cruel as to take them from you forever, but the fact that you were willing to give them up speaks volumes to your character. All right. Nice. He says, go, be well, be good. Well. <laughs> kill Varricans. I'm going to go kill bad guys, so. R- ridding evil from this world is a good thing. 
Ah, but what is evil? Nope. Shut up. That is, that is the question. Alright, so feeling full of vigor and feeling you've made a strong difference, you begin to head back to New Haven. Do I get another chance to see Akachita? Does she have any more information about Blobby? Uh, she comes by just to let you know at one point that, hey, wow, you've done a lot of great work here, and also they're still looking into it, but they haven't found anything yet. So, But they will, right. she'll let you know. She'll send a courier or something. Okay. Alright, cool. Um, Calamity. Yes. You are riding back to New Haven. Yep. Probably, you know, Rangram, he, you know, this is a great, great few months off for him. For you, this is probably the worst few months of your life in a while. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Uh, However, uh, you feel um, you feel like your orb has acquired a a new power. Oh, (laughs) that's fun. Um, Oh boy, uh, you have you have uh, part of the flame of Morad in your orb, and you you are now um, resistant to radiant damage. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. So yeah. just to recap, she was almost ready to give that fucking thing up, and then God gave her another gift. <laughs> well, you see, Narasana, now here comes the real test. Uh-oh. <laughs> Knowing that it can still do good things for her, does she still give it up? See, if, it, if the orb only did bad things for her, what kind of test would that be? Um, Roderick, by the way, Roderick communicates this to you, so you you know this now. Roderick, my only friend. Not your your only friend, just your best of friends. (laughs) Also, by the way, Kyle has grown some more. Oh, Lord. Uh, Kyle's about the size of granite now. Whoa! Holy shit! That's a big fucking cat. Is he growing proportionally, or is the dragon half getting bigger and the cat he's, half? He's, he's growing proportionally. Yeah, he's about. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he's a little smaller than Granite if you put him side by side, but he's maybe like two or three times the size of a Mancoon now. Like he is. So, like the size of like a, a, a bobcat almost. Yeah, that's actually probably about a good reference for that. Wow, that's a big fucking cat. I mean, at this he point, we've got Oh yeah. Say the thing he has his own room. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's been he's been I mean ever since you've got him he's just been growing at this rate. Wow. Jeez, no wonder he's hungry. But yeah, he's, he's... Is he still like, super fat? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like just a big cat. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Can he fly now? Uh he can still hover. He, his wings are still growing. <laughs> Um, still grow. But I uh, but yeah, he, he 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 pads beside you as you guys continue south. I toss him some fish he as eats, we eats them greedily. Um <laughs> and he looks at he gives you a look that says, Hey, remember when I farted lightning at Veracast? That was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a good kitty. And I give him even more fishes. You know some of the good stuff. Um, <laughs> at least that's what you assume you're saying, because every every cat owner assumes they can 
tell what their cat is thinking. So a hundred percent. Very true. Kel, it is it is spring. Any more articles of clothing attack me? No. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> you did fall over putting your pants on one morning, but that was entirely mundane. You're, you're so I had a panic attack. I thought they were trying to eat me for a moment. Um, well, so um, your girl comes and visit you before you go, and he just says, uh, "She says, uh, Varicast, I know it's been a tough, or Varicast, Cal, I know it's been a tough, a tough couple months for you." <laughs> She says, but you've done some good work in this city. And she says, I don't want you to lose that, um, she says, I don't want you to lose that, that plucky spirit that you've had. She says, you've been a good example to the other monks because there are many, many paths to walk along and I don't want everyone to think that they have to be serious all the time. Well, (coughs) that's nice to hear. I appreciate you saying it. She says, are you still planning to go back to New Haven? That's the plan. Going to be there before New Year's. She says, the Green Dragons don't know that the banishment is is supposed to end. She says, I'll keep this from them. She says, how would they feel? How how would they feel if when Narakesh comes back, she doesn't live too long? Hopefully they will never know. Right. <clears throat> well, she says, "Do what you can to protect the city, to protect the lives that live there." I'll do that. You're a good person. I know you will. If I glance sideways outside the door, mm-hmm. do I see? Um... <clears throat> I'm not. I can't look up her name. Do I see my sister standing out there? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm sure you'll get along just fine here without me, so. Are you talking to the sister? No, I'm talking to, to, uh. Oh, you're a girl. Uh, yeah. Oh. One second, you guys have all, you guys all. One second, you guys kind of cut out there for a second. Could you say that again? I appreciate the advice and the information. Um, all right. Um, as you leave, go to leave, um, Thadrish stops you. She says, um, look, twin brother, I know we've never been close. She says, but um, I heard what you did with the Baylor, all that stuff. She says, I, I know I criticize you a lot for about being serious enough, but you've done good work. Proud to have you as a brother. And hey, maybe if you maybe if you keep it up, you can be uh, the bodyguard of Belnoir yourself someday. Or your girl, rather. I mean, easily the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Don't get used to it. Oh, I'm not. <clears throat> Take care of yourself. In fact, if anybody asks, I'll deny I said it at all. Yeah, that's you. That is me. Be well. 
You as well. Don't forget the face of your mother. Mm-hmm. All right, so you head back. Back to New Haven. And that's where we'll end the session for today. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God! Epic five-and-a-half-hour session. Uh, <laughs> I, I admit to I admit this to be the first half of a two-parter, but you know, <laughs> oh, I, you silly man! But yeah. It was great. This was this has been great. So, um, wait, was this supposed to be the first half? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the two-hour, four-minute um, uh, part at the beginning. Um, yeah, I thought that would go much quicker, but it was so good. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Everything worked out the way it worked out. So you had another session planned? Yeah. Well, guess Holy what? Crap. I'll be. It'll be easier for me next time. I can just run that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So are we playing next week? Uh, I'm in. If you if you all are. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sunday. Yay! Sunday. All right. All right, everybody gets 2,000 experience points for amazing role-playing. Nice. And I get my 23 hit points back. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. And I get Rangram back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens next. So. What does that put us at? 114250? Yep. yep. And what's the next level for you guys? 120? Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Have a wonderful night. It was so, so great. You too. Um, yeah, you too. I will see you all next week, if not before then. Bye. See Bye. you later. Right, bye. Bye. bye.